I cannot believe that we are on episode 140. That is incredible. Man, the time is going by so quickly. And it looks like we are going live. Are we live, guys? It looks like we are live. Absolutely wonderful. Welcome, everybody. Looks like we've got Eric in the super chat waiting for us. Glad that you're here. If you are here and you're watching, please say hello in the super chat because we got the spinny wheel of winning things today. So you got to be present to win. So make sure you say hi to Will Fly in the super chat. Welcome everybody. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa, and welcome to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearProptv.com and Paratalk.org. We got a big panel here tonight, and let me go ahead and introduce everybody and say hi before we get to our guest, Kyle Mooney. We got our very own Linda Anderson, our pom-pom girl. What's up? All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show, Linda. Got the pom-poms all warmed up. That is awesome. Absolutely. So so thank you very much, Linda. We definitely appreciate you. And uh, thank you for booking up so many people. We got October booked up, November booked up. Remember, guys, if you want to be on the show, get up with Linda Anderson by going to ParamountMUSA.com. That's right. Awesome. We also got Will Fly, and he has amazing videos. Make sure you check out his videos at willflyppg.com. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Good. Just got back from Alabama. Had a nice little visit with Brian Waller. And, uh, yeah, good. To, always good to be back. I'm so jealous. I was supposed to go there, but I just couldn't. Uh, it was awesome. I know. Just just drill it in that heart a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to be taking care of everybody in the spinning wheel of winning things tonight. I'm going to do my best. Good luck guys. Awesome. So you guys make sure you say hi to Will Fly and he'll put you in the spinning wheel of winning things. Thank you very much Will for being in the super chat or super chat and in the panel. Appreciate you. Good to be here. We also got Jim from Canada. The only guy I know that sniffed his money and goes, "Hmm, smells like maple syrup. What's up buddy? It's a money sniffer. You're a money sniffer. I know you are, bud. It's better than sniffing other things, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Well, you are our official sponsor, and uh, you make decals, which are decals, and stickers, and all sorts of fun stuff. Tell us a bit about your company since you are our official sponsor. Sounds good. We're a, we're a custom printing company, so we can print whatever you want. We can, you name it. We print it and uh, we have graphic designers on staff who can help you design things, whatever you need. So just give a connect with us, carepp.com, and we'll help you out. So if I want to have like my very own paramotor calendar, I can take 12 awesome pictures of me flying, send them to you, and you can make a calendar for me, right? For sure. That's amazing. So if you guys want your very own calendar of you flying, make sure you get up with Jim and make sure you click that little uh, QR code with your phone while you see him on the screen because he has something special for you. If you click that QR code, what is that something special? You said last time, I forgot what it was. I'll give you a great discount. Nice. Click that QR code. We appreciate you, buddy. And uh, thank you for being a sponsor of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. We also got Joshua Marsh in the house. Uh, He was a guest, and he's been on the panel for a while. He's going to be in the background helping us out. We definitely appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate it. 
We also got Sean in the background going to help us out. So thank you again, Sean. We appreciate you. You're welcome. And of course, it's not about me. It's not about the panel tonight. It's all about our guest, Kyle Mooney. You probably know him because I think everybody knows him. He, he's that acro guy. He works over at at um, the uh, the One Up Adventure that you started with your friend Travis back in 2019. That's just blown up. Everybody goes to see you. So welcome to the show, Kyle. Much appreciated. Glad to be here. Appreciate awesome. the invite. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Linda, for inviting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well. She 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 is amazing. She is definitely amazing. We appreciate her. So, uh, Kyle, for people that don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into paramotoring. So I started flying about 10 years ago. Um, my dad used to fly ultralights. So he built several of the small little Challenger ultralights. He loved it. I hated it. I puked every time. It was not my thing. And then when we moved, we didn't have a runway. So he learned how to fly paramotors. And uh, I, I didn't really care at the time. I was... 21 and i was more into cars and girls than paramotoring and now um right after that i started kiting and i thought it was the stupidest thing ever i'm like i don't want to fly this piece of fabric with this fan thing it was weird and uh i got good at kiting and um i think we got a little bit of feedback on your microphone all of a sudden for some reason did you guys hear it too or is it just me yeah it just started a little bit of static okay Tell, tell me tell me if it chimes in again it's it's still there how about now it's still there hey it wasn't there earlier when we were talking no now it's better now it's now it's better okay i turned off the speakers but they weren't even uh okay. speaking so if it happens on if it happens again let me know but um yeah so i thought it was really dumb and then after that uh, i actually taught myself how to fly in the backyard my first flight was on a 30 meter a-wing on a top 80 with no helmet so don't advise doing that. Please don't do that. Um, but you know what? It was uh, it was a good learning experience, and I think that's why I enjoy teaching now is because I learned all of the wrong things to do, and now obviously I know the right things to do. So now I now I really enjoy it, and I've uh, been flying about ten years now. I worked at Aviator in end of 2016, beginning of 2017, something like that. And I was there for a couple of years uh, with Travis and Eric. And at that time, John Isley was there. And then uh, Mary Shanley was there. As some, some may know, some may not. And then after that, uh, in 2019, I left. And um, shortly afterwards, Travis and I started one up in 2019. And then Allie joined us, not this year, begin, uh, uh, only about a year after it started. So yeah, she was actually on our show in episode 55. Yeah. No, it's it's a small world out here in this paramotoring really world that we have. It really is. Now, you were just in France for a while. I mean, you went there for 10 days. Can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about your France excursion? Yeah, so we uh, we went to what's called Coupa Car. And if you're not familiar with that, it is a huge paragliding festival. And they do some paramotoring as well, but it's in the mountains of France, in St. Hilaire, France. And we went there just to just to get to know some more people, hang out with everybody. And it was really cool to meet all of these people that you've you know seen on YouTube or seen the videos that they make. Um, you know, the world champion pilots are there with, from all you know disciplines of the sport, whether it's slalom racing. Uh, I got to hang out with Alex Mateo, some Maria there, um, Bisho. I don't know if anyone keeps up with the acro world, but Bisho Carrera is the world champion for acro. You get to hang out with all of these people along with the owners of all these companies and really get to a feel for what 
a different world entails. You know, we're in the paramotoring community and there is some of that there. There's, you know, engine manufacturers and things there, but really getting to be there is, is pretty surreal. I'm actually working on the video, not right now, but uh, today I was working on the video of what we did there. It's just going to be a short four or five minute video, just kind of showing everything. And if, if anybody wants to go next year is the 50th anniversary, I would most definitely, definitely go. It's just a great place to go and hang out with all sorts of people. So how would we be able to do such a thing? You guys do the excursions from one up and we just sign up or how does that work? No, for a Koopa car, it, uh, it's not, it wouldn't be an excursion kind of thing. It would just be you going. So uh, you can get there and buy a ticket at the gate. You just book a flight to, uh, where did we fly into? You can go to Rome. We went to somewhere in Switzerland and then we, we drove there and uh, it's actually great. We got an Airbnb and there was relatively inexpensive. Uh, I think it might've been 80 bucks a night for an Airbnb, maybe a hundred bucks a night. And then getting into the event, I think is $50. And then you can be there for the whole time and just get to experience all of this, the nightlife that's there. Cause there's these huge cool parties there and all, all of the, you'll see it in the video, all these really interesting costumes people go around in. And this is the event where everyone goes off of the mountain and all of like the crazy contraptions where they got like a fighter jet they built out of cardboard and they're taking it off the mountain and five people at the same time going off the mountain. It was it was surreal. It was really neat. Wow. That sounds absolutely incredible. Um, the super chat is blowing up. I mean, so many people are in there right now. Um, any questions from the panel or is there any questions in the super chat for Kyle? Yeah, there's a question from James. He was wondering about having two schools at Lake Wales airport and how the dynamics of that relationship is. No, honestly, it's, it's good. Um, we're out there every day. Um, and of course, when aviators training, they're out there every day. Uh, every time we go out on the field, we get along with all of those people. Uh, we all hang out, you know, might sit down and have a drink one night or whatever the case is. Yeah, there's there's no issues there. We uh, we actually try to help each other out. You know, if somebody needs to borrow a wing for whatever reason um, or, you know, student has a hard landing you know it's not just them that's going over there we might we know if we're close by we'll go over there or somebody has an engine on the middle of the field we'll, we'll go out and get them if there's nobody else out there to help them out so no it's uh it's actually really good i have i have uh, nothing bad to say to be quite honest that's awesome yeah it's actually it, it is awesome it's uh you know it that's why that question would come up because i could understand how it could be um seen as it could be a problem but it's it's really not you know another thing that it seems every show that we do, they always ask, what is your go-to wing and your go-to motor for all of our, all of our guests? Uh, so before that pops out, what is your go-to wing and your go-to motor? All right, I'll start with the motor. So a uh, little backstory, I, I flew Air Conception and I tested the Tornado. I did nine months of prototyping on it and I loved it. Um, of course, it had some issues at the time and now uh, I don't even fly that anymore. I, my preferred ride is the Fly Products Rider. Um, I actually started flying that before we even sold fly products. Uh, we had a friend on our, uh, aerobatic team who was a fly products pilot and, uh, I got to fly his and I loved it. So I actually worked with fly products and became a fly products pilot. I'm going on my, uh, it's over three years now I've been with fly products and, uh, honestly, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, but side note, every paramotor has its quirks 
right? So just because I fly it or just because we sell it or whatever the case is, doesn't mean it's the right one for you. It's all about what fits you and your body style. So certain harnesses I really dislike, but um, it's just the one that it fits me and fits my body. So that's why I fly it. Um, as far as a glider goes, man, I mean, I, I love everything BGD has to offer. Now, it, I'm kind of a, I don't know if I can say this on the show, I'm a wing whore. I love new wings. I love being able to try out new wings, own new wings. As far as acro goes, my preferred glider is the RG Emily piece two. Um, if you're not in the acro world, you probably have no idea what that is, but it is an acro wing. And then as far as paramotoring goes, anything fast and anything I can get my hands on. Lately, I have been flying the BGD Magic, extra small. It is an A glider. That has been my ride for like the last month that I've been just ripping around. Um, a lot of guys don't like A-wings because they don't do those cool maneuvers, but trust me, that uh, that A-wing will go upside down just as easy as the rest of them. That's a very interesting thing. I know a lot of people, you know, they want to go to a smaller glider or go from an A to a B to a C to a D, you know, eventually. And you're just telling us right now, you can be an acro pilot and acro a small A-wing without any problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, of course it does things. It requires a little bit more input. You know, if you pull four inches of brake on an advanced glider to go upside down, you might have to pull 10 to 12, just as, you know, just as a bare example there. But it's one of those things where every single person should have an A-wing in their quiver for the crappy days, for the days that they're maybe they're feeling lazy. Maybe they want to throw it on a trike. Nobody wants to fly a 15-meter tiny glider on a trike all the time. They're just a lot harder to control. So, yeah. There's nothing wrong with an A-wing. Right now, currently, I don't even own a wing. I use our school's wings. Yeah. I have heard that from a lot of people at a lot of schools. <laughs> and I think that I'm going to be uh, doing the same thing here. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I love to try different wings and, and different motors. Um, it, it's, it's just really fun. I mean, when you're able to do something like that, that is really awesome. We got a lot of people in the Super Chat uh, a lot of people are asking lots of questions. Let's say hi to everybody real quick. We got Eric, Von Eric. We got uh, Godley. We got Jim. We got Will Fly, Drew Jacobs, uh, Bonnie Franz, Bill H, uh, Tightman Smith. I think I'm saying that right. Drew Jacobs, uh, Will Hewer, uh, Racing with Paramotors. James, I think I saw a resurgence in there someplace also. Kelby Cox, uh, so many people out there. We got the Drew, the Dro, the Dro. Am I saying that right? Uh, and uh, don't forget, if you're listening to this, make sure you say hi in the super chat, especially Will Fly, because we got the spinny wheel of Winnie things. We also got a bunch of questions in the super chat. Uh, who wants to ask those questions to Kyle? Yeah, racing with paramotors wants to know that if you had one month off, all expenses paid, where would you go? Oh man, that is a that is a loaded question right there. Let me tell you what. <laughs> um, I where would I go if I could go more than one place? I definitely would because one month is enough to hit a lot of countries. Um, I would definitely do Tunisia, Dubai, and probably go back to Thailand. And South America, because in a month you could do a week at each place and you and you'd be good to go. Um, there's so many places that have been dreams of mine to fly at that I haven't been able to mainly because, well, you're working, you're doing a lot of stuff. And uh, those would be my four, I think, that I would absolutely love to go to. Have you already been to all four? Uh, I've been to Thailand, but I have not been to 
Dubai or South America. And I've been to a lot of places in Europe, but there's a few certain areas that I would love to fly. I did get to fly the, um, if anyone's ever seen a 007 movie, those cliffs that the cars drive through in the 007 movies, it's really windy. I flew that on a paramotor. So that was... As soon as you hit your wire, you got that fuzzing ah, in there again. Okay, I'm gonna move it. There we go. But yeah, still, it's still fuzzy. Still fuzzy. All right, hang on. Okay. Uh -oh. Better. No, not yet. Okay, I'm gonna do my best here. I don't know why it's doing that. It was working perfectly earlier. Yeah, you got to stay perfectly still the whole show. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently. Tell me, tell me when it gets better, guys. <clears throat> not, not quite there yet. I don't know what what happened to this thing. I don't know, but Todd, remember, you guys, fixed this computer. I thought you fixed it. Uh oh. <laughs> well, Kyle's trying to figure that out. Remember, say hi to Will Fly in the super chat. We're going to be spinning that spinning wheel of winning thing twice tonight: one at seven thirty and one at eight o'clock. So you got must be present to win. So make sure you say hello to Will Fly, the PPG guy. I believe I got everyone on the wheel thus far. All right. How's that? Is that any better? Oh, yeah. We gotcha. We got gotcha. All right. I am not going to move. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that would be, you know, some of those places that I would, I would love to go to. Um, you know, I've got to fly in so many places, and it's been amazing. But if I could pick, that would be where I would go. I wouldn't just pick one, especially if it was for, like, a month, because there are so many good places around that you can fly. And uh, once you travel to these places, you make a lot of friends. And in the paramotor world, um, anybody you meet is just your friend. So we can go to so many places around and make a phone call and they'll have a motor ready and uh, bring your glider with, and you can go fly. Yeah, that is so right. I mean, you, it, it doesn't matter where you go. If, if both of you fly paramotors, there's that instant connection. You know, you know a lot about that other person just because you know, they fly a paramotor. You get this kind of a, an understanding, you know? Yeah, it's a mutual respect thing, and uh, it, it has taken us a long way when we go places. There is another question that is very quite related to that. Phil Hooker was talking, he was wanting to know if you travel with your motor, and how do you do that? So generally, it, when I travel overseas, for example, uh, I don't. I make a phone call. And if, if we go to Europe, for example, we know a lot of people there, uh, specifically in Italy, that's where Fly Products is based. So I don't, I don't need to bring one. Um, but in the US, we just throw them in a trailer and, and, and go. Um, but I'll be quite honest, I've never had to take my motor overseas. Um, I feel very fortunate to have um, a lot of good friends that are overseas. And I, I, it's not something that I have to worry about. Now, for a competition per se, um, I would bring my own. And in that case, um, I would just simply break it down, make sure the smell of gas is out. I'd probably just buy a new gas tank so I don't have to worry about it um, for the $60 or whatever the gas tank costs. You know, buy, buy a new gas tank, take the piston and the cylinder off, clean it out really good. A lot of bed sheets, maybe some uh, coffee sprinkled in there and uh, not in the motor, in the suitcase, just so we're clear. And uh, yeah, then be good to go. So coffee is a good racing fuel. Love it. All right. So now we know things that we didn't know before. <laughs> um, we got some more questions in the super chat. Uh, they're really rolling them out. Who yeah, man. To, uh, you got, uh, we see. Okay. So resurgence PPG Todd wants to know where do you see the U S acro going with Ryan joining the ranks of infinite pilots? 
I, I, I like this question. Um, I'm surprised Todd didn't make fun of me, to be quite honest. I love you, Todd. Um, so one thing that was really cool was I was known for a long time as a, you know, the, the best acro pilot, whatever. I, that, that's not, you know, what I was going for with it. I started doing acro for, for me. Uh, that was all for me. I didn't, I didn't care what others, you know, wanted. It was just what I wanted to do. And um, I'll be quite honest, Gloka has now passed, he has surpassed what I was able to accomplish. Um, and more good on him, him, uh, Ryan Gloka, Minyard, um, Chris Holbert. Uh, I've been watching, you know, those guys following them on social media, chatting with them. They were at Koopa Car as well. And um, Ryan actually hit the super stall to infinite uh, paragliding. So I think he plans to bring that to motor. He also hit the Mac twist on paramotor, which is something that I won't do um, just as a personal boundary. What is, what is, what is that Mac twist? A Mac twist is rather than doing a 360 with a misty flip is a 360. So you go through the bottom of the gate and then you pull the brake really hard and it spins your glider in a 360 and it shoots forward and you fly away. And a Mac twist is a 720. So you do two full spins and then the glider shoots in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very dynamic maneuver. It is one of the coolest feeling maneuvers to do. I, I, I can do it free flying, but on a motor, it's just too aggressive. And I'll be honest, look at these guns. Yeah, there, there's nothing there. I don't have the strength to pull hard enough on a motor to do that. Um, so yeah, R Ryan, I think Acro is going to, I hope it keeps going. Um, I'm not going to take, you know, full responsibility for helping it move that way. Cause there's been way, way other, way too many other pilots as well that have helped with that, but it's been really cool to see and whether they got inspiration from me or somebody else, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, I think now uh, Ryan's already actually already competed at a, uh, one of the world acro tours. I don't know what he placed. Um, I just know that he competed and that is something that I wanted to do as well. So I'm really excited for those guys to keep pushing the envelope and, uh, I'll be honest, it's a lot easier to push the envelope when you're 21 years old and don't have any kids yet. Ain't that the truth. I also heard through the grapevine that you sold all of your acro stuff recently. Is Are you getting out of acro? What's going on with that? No. So, you know, I, I'm going to be shifting my focus a little bit. I, I love acro and I love what I do. Um, but down here right now, my my boy Judson, he, he left. And uh, shame on you, Judson. Come back and hang out. And uh, we were the kind of, we, we pushed each other. We, we were always flying together. We're always having a good time. And um, yeah, I just didn't really have the, the desire to keep pushing it for, for just me. I, I got to the point where I wanted to, which was the infinite tumble um, without throwing a reserve. That was, that was my goal. Uh, and I got there. And um, now I think I'm just going to focus on classic competition. Um, I have a lot of friends that do classic competition and I told them I'm coming for them and I'm going to have a good time. And it's a friendly competition, of course, in my mind, you know, some of the guys go really, really hard, but I'm just going to give it my best and, and have a good time with it. Speaking about competition, I know that uh, you signed up for the Icarus race this year, but it wasn't going on. So what are your plans as far as like uh, long distance cross countries and things like that? The funny part is, is that question to those who um, fly with me a lot, um, probably just laughed at you because they know that, they call it a Kyle cross country. Cause if you can see it, that's where I go. Um, because I was always the acro guy. Um, and now, you know, I, I, I have been doing a little bit, you know, longer flights. I'll be honest. Most of my flights were between 20 and 30 minutes. I go up, I rip it hard. I get down and I'm, I'm good. Um, but now I'm really going to focus on not necessarily the cross country aspect. The Icarus was, um, I just wanted to beat Tucker's time. 
that's it. I told him I just wanted to beat his time. And that's the only reason I wanted to do it just so I, just so I could do it. Um, but again, it's, it's all friendly kind of thing. So now I'm just going to focus on classical competition. And, uh, if another opportunity such as the Icarus, uh, presents itself and I'm able to do it, um, I, I'd love to, you know, it expands that envelope of, you know, what, what I was doing and makes it a little more fun. So. And for all the people that are laughing at me, um, give me thumbs up and I'll forgive you all. We got about 30 people watching. We got about 10 likes. So give some thumbs up and I'm a happy grandpa. I think we got a bunch of people also in the super chat that has been asking questions. So uh, someone would like to read those questions off. Will? Jim? There's a question here from Bill H. He was wondering if you've ever flown a MacFly paramotor. Uh, I have. I have only flown it once, um, and I'll be honest, I have nothing bad to say about it. And that was, I think, uh, that was around my air conception days, a little bit after it. I think I might have already had a fly products. So it was a while back. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it. And it's kind of like what I said before. Um, there's no perfect motor, and there's, you know, there's definitely some not as good of motors. But uh, when it comes to the frame itself, we, you know, we all know that the pretty much the standard for the most part in the U.S. is the Moster 185. When it comes to uh, average Joe, 160 pounds plus, you know, they're going to be flying a Moster. The frame choice, honestly, it's personal preference. It, what do you want it to do? Do you want it to break down? Do you want a crumple zone? You know, what do you want in it? So, yeah, at the end of the day get what you like. And if uh, you're somewhere and somebody says, this is the best one, this is the only one you should buy, go buy a different one. Cause that obviously isn't the one. Right on. Eric Von Eric wants to know, what's your best advice for someone coming in with 500 jumps skydiving and he's new to paramotoring? When you bring down your glider, don't grab your risers. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, we, we've had a lot of skydivers come through our training and they, they do really well. Um, and I think my best advice is it's for after training because a, a, a skydiver with 500 jumps, you're a pretty experienced skydiver at that point. And you're going to want to push the envelope. You're going to want to upgrade really fast. You're going to want to do acro maneuvers and, you know, be aggressive and look the look at me kind of thing. People say they don't want to do that, but Kodak Courage is probably one of the biggest downfalls of that we have so somebody coming in like that take it slow you know you don't know what you don't know a paraglider is much different than a skydive canopy um be smart and make sure that you fly with people that are better than you that are willing to step on your toes when you decide to step over the line so for people that don't know that are just listening to this and they haven't had any training they they aren't flying yet what exactly is kodak courage Kodak courage is basically you're flying around and your mom, your girlfriend, your wife, your spouse, whomever, somebody is down there and you're trying to show off because, hey, look at me. I can fly now and I'm going to go do a wing over and I've never done one or I'm going to do acro low to the ground so they can get a good picture. I have lost too many friends uh, from that kind of thing. And I'll be honest, it's don't show off. You know, this is a sport for us. This is why I love what we do is because this is for us. You know, I'm not here to show off when you see me fly at a fly-in that's about 80% or less for sure. Um, I push it the hardest when I'm by myself because it's for me, you know, I want to do it for me. So yeah, the best thing I can tell you is uh, don't show off for people just because there's a camera. People, one of our mottos, especially in the air show industry is people are amazed the damn things fly anyway. 
and i totally agree if you're just flying over straight they're like wow that's the most incredible thing ever you don't need to do a wing over i agree uh any other questions in the super chat i think we got a full uh super chat tonight james wants to know if you've ever uh have you flown the free ride two yet and if so is it a major improvement i have not i hope too soon um i did speak with judson actually today on the phone and he flew a friend's um free ride too and he said that his words not mine uh the best glider he's ever flown now i haven't flown it and um you know every time we get on a new toy and i'm not knocking judson one one bit because I, I i trust what he says for sure um but i always take everything anybody says with a new glider with a grain of salt i always like to fly it for myself because again a glider is just like a motor might fit your flying style might not um, you know, when it comes to something like the Freeride 2, that is made to win slalom competitions. You know, that's not made for your daily rip around glider uh, kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I'm excited to fly it. Um, and yeah, go from there. I, I wish I had more to tell you on that. Right on. Awesome. It's almost 730, which means that we're going to be spinning the spinning wheel of winnie things and josh don't are, are you still there don't forget to be posting um you know throwing videos up he goes ah that's what i'm supposed to do damn it <laughs> so if you have not said hello to will fly if you are just listening to this right now please say hi in the super chat tag will fly so we can put you on the spinning wheel of winnie things um i got a question yes if i could uh you had mentioned the uh, slalom racing yeah and i know people have talked about sitting up pylons and have talked about instructing that but yeah. is there anything actually happening in that direction right now you know there's um there is a team in uh there's the usa paramotor team uh and that is something that they want to do now the issue that any of us pilots that want to fly slalom. Um, for me, I don't necessarily want to fly slalom. Um, I enjoy the act of it, but I don't want to race. Maybe one day I'll change my mind. But um, yeah, when it comes to slalom, the biggest issue people have been finding is you need to do it over water. If you want to be safe, you do it over water. And for the ability to put out six to eight pylons to practice a true course over a lake just that alone, you know, just buying the pylons, having the rafts, anchoring them down, and then having a rescue boat and all of this other stuff. It, it's a lot that goes into a simple practice. Um, so I think that's why it's, it's pretty difficult. And the scene in the U.S., most U.S. pilots, they don't care about slalom. They don't care about competition. They don't care about acro. All they want to do is take off out of their backyard, fly, enjoy the scenery, land, and, and go home to their families. So, um, you know, the people that want to do slalom and that kind of stuff, uh, it's few and far in between comparatively to the to the grand scheme of things. Thank you. Now, Kyle is uh, graciously going to be uh, giving away a T-shirt. So uh, Will Fly is going to be popping up that spinning wheel of winning things if he has everybody <laughs> already on there. Do you have everybody on there, bud? I do believe that I do. <clears throat> Awesome. We're also going to be giving away another uh, fine, fun item at 8 o'clock. You must be present to win. So make sure you say hi to Will Fly, the PPG guy, and he'll put you on the spinning wheel of Winnie things. So, oh, who is this? 
Oh, that's an ugly dude on that picture. <laughs> wait, well, wait a minute. That was upside down. That's not fair. Oh, oh there we go. Right. That's oh, there, right. there, it is. there he is. That was, that that was three idea. years ago. That is cool. Well, that's a good idea. That is awesome. Um, how many How many uh, people are watching and how many uh, likes do we have right now? We have got 31 watching and 19 likes. Oh, so, my yeah. goodness. We need to have some more likes. Let's at least get up to 20 likes before we spin. Come on, guys. If you want to win something, you know, show us some love. Show us we some need love. one more like. We need another like. I know it's difficult, too. If you're watching this on your phone, uh, if you have the actual YouTube app, uh, there's a little button that says live chat. If you click that, you can uh, watch the chat. And if you uh, uh, take that away, then you have the opportunity to hit likes. Oh, I see 20 likes. We did it. So spin spin at will. Will. All right. Here we go. That's that my luck, joke. Everybody. Spin at will. Will. <laughs> Round and round and round it goes. Who's our first winner? Hot Buttered Productions. Yep. How about that? Right. So, so Kyle, how, how does um, uh, Hot Buttered Steve get up with you? Do you have a, a, a phone number or an email to get up with you? Yeah, just shoot me an email at uh, info at oneupadventures.com. And uh, that'll come to our main email and we'll see it. Just put um, uh, ClearProp TV giveaway winner and uh, give me your t-shirt size and then it'll get shipped to you. Awesome. Awesome. We also, and don't forget guys, st stick around because we're going to give away something else here at the, <laughs> at the uh, top of the hour at eight o'clock. Awesome. Right there. That'll work. And what's the URL for that one? Um, who, who is that? Was that Josh that posted that? oneupadventures.com and then uh you can contact us using any of the emails that are on there it's all the same ones so we'll be awesome. able to you'll be able to get in touch with us that way awesome 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 man he wins everything he's always on the show he's always in the super chat so we definitely appreciate him uh yeah always good oh. all right guys let's continue i think that we got a ton of questions in the super chat who wants to uh ask the questions sean josh anybody's more than welcome to ask questions Go ahead, Jim. So Bonnie Franz was wondering, how long after you started flying did you start doing acro? So I started flying, and then about four years into it, I actually went to Spain, and I did <laughs> it, I, I did it. I did this whole thing very backwards compared to what everybody else kind of should do. Uh, I went there with Javi Malagita, and he was the first person in the world to do infinite on a paramotor. And I met him in Australia and he said, Hey man, anytime you want to come train, you just come to Spain and I'll pick you up. And it was kind of like a joke. And then I messaged him and he said, uh, sure. And I actually booked a ticket to Spain like three days later and showed up and I went to, um, the mountain, took my first free flight off one of the. I wouldn't say it's the most advanced mountain, but it is not a beginner friendly area. And I did some full stalls and uh, that was it. But after that, I actually took three years off and I didn't do any acro, any like real acro, you know, barrel rolls and stuff. I don't consider that acro when you're getting into, you know, helicopters and uh, misty flips and those kinds of things. That's 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 the real kind of acro. So really, it was about after I got in uh, into it about six years or so when I really started to do a lot of crazy acro and actually started pushing it 
So what is acro to you and what is not acro to you? Because I'm, I'm kind of curious, do you, do you feel that like wingovers are acro? No. So in, in my mind, you know, it acro to me is, you know, by definition at the FAA, when we go to Oshkosh, for example, and we perform at the air show, acro to them is when you're considered past, I believe it's a 60 degree angle of attack. So when you're getting past that, it's considered, you know, an acro state. But for me personally, acro is more so if you can get vertical over that glider and not fall into it, you're doing acro, right? But just a barrel roll, I'll be honest, anybody can do a barrel roll with a big enough wing over and you pull on the other outside brake hard enough. Don't take that as advice. Please don't go do that. Learn it properly. Um, but to me, the real acro is when you start, we call it floppy wing acro. When you're learning how to stall a glider and you know do these kinds of maneuvers where everything you think you know about a glider right now and actually how to fly one, it pretty much goes out the window because you're having to catch the surge that from a glider that's 30 degrees behind you and it shoots forward and you need to know when to catch it. Otherwise it goes into a cascading collapse and um, it's a lot more to it. So when I, when I talk about real acro, that's what I'm talking about. The, the, the helicopters and the misty flips, the infinite tumbles, things like that. That's, that's the kind of acro that um, it takes a long time to, to get to it and to do it well, unless you're Gloka, then you're just a freak of nature and can just do it. So a lot of people think that going to SIV course is acro. Obviously, SIV is not acro. Can you tell the, the people that are out there listening, what is the difference between going to SIV class and going to an actual acro class? So SIV is, a, SIV is where you start, right? So SIV is kind of like the beginning where you, you learn the stalls, you, you know, do the full frontal collapses, you do all of those things to prepare you for the acro. Now, a lot of people don't use it for that. They use it because they want to get more familiar. I believe every pilot, every single pilot should take an SIV course at some point. Um, me personally, I would have them do it six months out of training, right? Fresh out of training, six months out. And I say that because you don't know what you don't know. So you're not scared of, the, of going weightless just yet. You know, but if you've been flying for two years, you know, if you go weightless, things can happen that you weren't ready for. But if you don't know that that's a bad thing and you go there, all you're going to do is listen to your instructor rather than going, oh, I think I know how to do this. And then you end up falling into the glider or something like that. So, um, yeah, an SIV course is really where they teach you a lot of those things. And some SIVs, if you do well, they will get you into acro. You get to do a sat. You get to do a coconut spin, um, things like that, where, where it'll prepare you for that real type of acro. And then where would you actually go to learn the acro like you do? I mean, is there actually places around the United States or is it out of country? Where do you go to learn real acro? You, you can do it in the U.S. There's maybe one or two people that are willing to, to teach you in, the, in that regard because a lot of guys want to do it on their motor. Um, but if I could suggest one place, um, I trained, I don't know if anybody knows who Theo DeBlick is. He is a three-time world champion. Um, I trained with him one-on-one -on -one for several days in Italy. And now he started a business with him and Jack Pimblett. Um, and they do a lot of courses in Turkey. It's called Rise Paragliding, R-I-S-E Paragliding. Um, by far one of the best in the world. You have world champion pilots coaching you and uh, people leave there with a much better understanding and it's safe and it's over water and you have some of the best instructors that money can buy in your ear. Yeah, I might, yep, there you go. It might cost you some money, but it, I mean, what's worth more to you, you know, your, your ability to walk in your life or, you know, that 
two or three thousand bucks you're going to spend to go overseas and, and learn it properly. Now, I assume that you have used many different types of reserves, um, steerable, regalo, uh, square, round. Uh, what have you found to be like the most, uh, maybe the best in what you do as far as acro and stuff like that? What, what's the best one that you have found? So if it was me and I was getting into acro and going to do those kinds of things, I would have a, I would have the steerable on my dominant side. That's, that's a preference for me. Um, I had a, uh, a Rogala steerable on my left-hand side because I'm left-hand dominant. And then on my right side, I had a square. That would be my suggestion. Get a size and, you know, don't go with the, if you're 100, 100 kilos all up, don't get the 160, get the one that's just above. So if you're 100, don't get the 100, get the 120. Because people have this misguided idea that if you have a bigger reserve, it's going to slow down your descent. But the caveat is, is if you have too big a reserve, your weight might not be enough to open that reserve quickly. So don't go too big when you get a reserve. Interesting. Now, what are the different reserves that you have uh, used in the past or have learned about? Um, I mean, we've rounds, steerables, squares. I mean, rounds are kind of the, they're not old technology, but the idea now is that the square reserves, they, they open faster and they oscillate, you know, swinging less when you're coming down on them. So that is the general consensus now is you want a square reserve. Um, and then of course, I think as you went like this, you bumped your microphone and you're all scratchy again. <clears throat> still scratchy still scratchy man todd what are you doing <laughs> um we're about 20 minutes till eight o'clock my time in central time we're gonna be doing the spinning wheel of winning things as kyle's trying to figure out what's going on with this microphone uh make sure you say hello to will fly the ppg guy and he'll put you in the spinning wheel of Winnie things. Um, I think that Joshua had his hand up to ask a question also. Um, I, I, I know that, um, you know, you got the square, the rounds, the regalo, which are the uh, steerable, right? Yeah, so the regalo or steerable, it's the same thing. It's just the regalo steerable reserve. Yeah, I got the Beamer 130, I think. Yep, and yep, the Beamer 3. Yep, that's what I had. I actually sold that one and I just have a square now. Oh, really? Why would you get away? I mean, why would you get rid of a steerable to go for a square that just dropped you down straight? What, what uh, would be the difference? Reliability. Because, really? yep, I mean, it's realistically, it's going to open. But man, if you have some bad luck, something goes wrong. Um, I want something that I know for sure is going to open. And now that I'm not doing crazy hard acro, you know, the infinites and everything like that. Now, if somebody has a glider that can do it and it's my size and I have a spare reserve, yeah, I'll go up and do it. But uh, I just wanted something that's light and also um, just something that's 100% reliable that I that I trust 100%. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, Josh, you had a question? Yeah. Uh, what's the favorite prop? You prop helix. Um, I'll be honest. Um, right now I currently use a, a three blade, 130 centimeter e prop. That's currently what I use. Um, now uh, when it comes to props, it's kind of like motors. Um, you pick, hey, that's my motor right there. Um, you pick what you want. 
I chose the three blade because I like that it's smooth. And I chose e-props because it has a faster spool time. The reason it has a faster spool time is because the prop is lighter than a helix. But the caveat is, is the e-prop is more fragile. If you're hitting sand with it, if you're on a trike, um, doing those, doing those kinds of things, they eat through the prop more. Um, and a helix is better suited and it is just an overall more robust prop compared to an e-prop. So I don't really have a favorite. It all depends on what I'm trying to do. Hey, that's Drew Wired's motor with his six blade on his scout. <laughs> six blade. Is that even, uh, I mean, why would you put a six blade on there other than say, look at me, I got a six blade. I guess why else would you lift your truck 12 inches too? <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we showed uh, uh, paramotorprops.com. You also have fly products USA and you got the one up adventures. Yep. So you got three different companies that uh, you and your friends are uh, running. Um, if you want to get a good prop, you think that uh, going to paramotorprops.com is the way to go. It has the best prices. Quick. Yeah. Shipping. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, like our prices are the same as Sky Sports. We're 320 for a two blade prop, a two blade e-prop and free shipping. Sky Sports offers the same thing. Um, you know, it, it's all about who you want to support at that point. And if you're good friends with those, you know, with, with Chris and those guys at Sky Sports, go to Sky Sports. Um, and if you want to buy from us, you know, buy, buy from us. Um, it's, it's all about, you know, who you want to support at the end of the day. There's no, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say on that regard, you know, just, get it where you want to get it. And, um, you know, we keep stock of pretty much everything. So, um, yeah, we got pretty much everything you need. Absolutely. Speaking about support, don't forget resurgence PPG, make sure you guys go over there and donate resurgence are doing amazing things for, uh, disabled veterans, getting them up in the sky resurgence PPG. Uh, any other questions in the super chat for Kyle? Yeah, there's uh, another one here from Bonnie France. She was wondering if you were at Oshkosh this year. She was just wondering if she got a picture of you. Sadly, I was not this year. So I was, where was I? I was in France, actually. Um, I was in France again, actually. So I was in France twice this year. But um, I was not at Oshkosh. The air, I started the Arrhythmia Airshow team, the one that did perform there. Uh, I started that Airshow team not this year, but the previous year. So this was our second year performing at Oshkosh and uh, I just was not able to make it. So I had a good friend of mine, John Isley. Um, he's kind of, we're kind of like the co-founders of Arrhythmia and he was, he took lead of it while I was gone and uh, took real good care of it. And a couple of the other air shows that they did this year as well. Cool. She was also wondering, where are you out of like your, you're out of, but Florida now, right? Yep. Yep. Wales. Lake Wales, central Florida, Lake Wales, about an hour and five hour, 10 minutes south of Orlando. Right on. There was another question too. That was from 555. So if you're self-trained, how do you know when you're six months out of training? So generally it's, you know, it, well, when did you take that first flight? Right. If you took that first flight January 1st, when, you know, how long, how much have you been flying since? And, you know, did you fly that one time? And then after that, you were like, oh, I'm done for three months because I scared myself or whatever the case is. Um, honestly, if you're a self-trained pilot like that, it doesn't hurt to go get, uh, for lack of a better term, some 
uh, advanced training from somewhere to, to learn the things that you couldn't teach yourself. And for me, um, I would be twice the pilot I am if I would have actually gotten training. Wow. Well, along, along that uh, line, what would be your scariest paramotor experience? My scariest, my scariest paramotor experience. Um, June 23rd, 2021, 8.43 p.m. It is when uh, I hit the ground going about 40 miles an hour. Um, I had my, my, my first worst accident. My, my second worst accident was kiting. Um, but the first one was, was there. Um, I was over a, uh, a wheat field and um, wheat fields don't go flat. They kind of do this, you know, as we all know, crops aren't level and fields aren't level. And uh, all I did was I made a turn. I went to full power and I made a turn and my wingtip caught the, the barley and uh, it, it didn't let go. And uh, I, I pile drive straight in and uh, I dislocated my right ankle. I hit the ground. I bounced. I did a front flip, landed right on my back, um, held up my leg. I, you know, I first was like, okay, I'm alive. I wiggled my hands, wiggled my toe my toes on my left foot. Cause I couldn't feel my right foot. And, um, yeah, I reached over, grabbed my foot. It popped right back into place. Didn't feel a thing cause of adrenaline and it was numb. Uh, and yeah, that was, that's kind of, it, it changed it for me for sure. You know, it gave me a better respect for it. Um, as we had just lost, um, uh, another fellow pilot out on the West coast only a couple months prior doing, uh, wing overs and he, and he hit the ground and he didn't make it. So, you know, it really brought that into perspective. And, uh, I used to do wingtip drags all the time, you know, take off, turn wingtip drag, wingtip drag. It was a lot of fun. And since then, um, I have not done one and I do not ever intend to do another one. So we all even have our even on grass or that's just kind of steered you away completely from, from doing a wing wingtip drag. You, you know what the, the wingtip drags they're, they're cool. But uh, what's even cooler is being having your wingtip a foot off the ground and being able to keep it there um, shows, you know, a lot of skill and, you know, wingtip drags are cool and all, but um, it's not that cool when uh, you or your friend hit the ground um, and you have to witness it or be the one that does it. Um, to be frank, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. For the, yeah. people, that, for the people that haven't gone to any sort of training or, but are thinking about going to training, what are some of the takeaways uh, with your accident that you had, I mean, do, do the students have to worry about, you know, having these crashes and stuff, or is it something that uh, could be avoided? No, it, it's hundred percent avoidable. hundred percent. Um, when we have guys come in and train, you know, ev everyone is scared of the landing. That is like the, for some reason, that is what scares people is the landing. When we all know the hardest part about flying is actually taking off. Um, so yeah, when, when you're, when you're in training and, and things like that, we like right now we have a beginner student um, and her, her husband flies and she's learning to fly. She's actually already a paragliding pilot and now she's becoming a, a trike pilot. Um, but for those that are you know scared coming into it, it's all about the choices that you make. Don't show off in front of people, don't do low acro and make smart choices and you'll be safe for your entire flying career. Yeah. There was another question that's related to accidents. <laughs> Have you ever had to throw a reserve in an emergency? Zero. Wow, beautiful. Have you ever thrown a reserve like an SIV or just to feel what it feels like? 
I have not. And, um, you know, it, some, some might say that that's a bad thing just because, you know, you don't have the experience to, to do so. Um, I've only had two situations where I have almost went for the happy handle. Um, and both of those situations, one, I was at 80 feet at the bad apples fly in last year. And I took about a 60 percenter. I have a picture of it somewhere. Um, and you could not see the logo in the middle of my glider. That's how far it collapsed. And I was at about 80 feet. Uh, luckily I got it out. Uh, and I went landed and put on a new diaper because I think <laughs> I needed one. Um, and then the other one was I was in an infinite and uh, I break too early and the glider balled up, literally turned into a ball, but I was at about 2000 feet or so. So I had plenty of time to fix it. I got riser twist, um, had a cravat and everything. And I, I got out of the riser twist, got the cravat out, flew away, um, started my motor back up and did it again. Um, not the riser twist part, but the, the maneuver again. And I do that because if you're ever scared of something, if you go up and, um, you know, you, you've done this maneuver a lot kind of thing, and you're just up there practicing, the best thing you can do is go up there and do it again. Um, assuming you're in the right mindset. And that's because otherwise you're going to be thinking about it. And that's all you're going to think about is how you mess that up and how you're scared to do it. So the best thing you can do is get back on the horse and, uh, do it again, but better. Absolutely. Any other questions in the super chat? We not think you uh, thought there was one more. No, I think we got them. I think we covered them. All right. Uh, if you asked a question in the super chat, but we did not ask it, please re-ask it and tag Will Fly, and we'll ask it to Kyle. Who is this on the screen? What's going on here with that? Is that the uh, is that the one where I'm kneeling down? Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, so that was uh, Peter Schreipel. He actually has a YouTube channel with uh, Man. I love that one, yes. Yeah, um, he's a really good friend of ours. We actually trained Peter how to fly and his brother, Stephen. Um, and that was a drone paramotor. So each one of those little engines is a drone motor. Uh, and there's two of them. So there's one on the front side, one on the back side, and they're, and they're spinning, you know, congruently. So it adds more thrust and it had 50 engines on there and uh, we tried to fly it. And uh, I was kneeling on the ground because I ran about 200 yards um, trying to fly it. I eventually did in that, in that video, I did get off the ground, but uh, yeah, he makes these crazy contraptions and then we end up flying them. Yeah. And we got static in your microphone again. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I, I didn't touch it that time. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Uh, we got five minutes until we do the spinning wheel of Winnie things. Uh, if you're able to give us that thumbs up, we definitely appreciate that. It helps our metrics for sure. And we're watching all sorts of really cool things on the screen right now. So if you are listening to our audio podcast, uh, our PPG Grandpa's Paramotor podcast, make sure you run over to clearproptv.com. Check out this episode, which is episode 140. Scroll through. We got a lot of cool videos. Matter of fact, if you want to just go and check out One Up Adventures videos, uh, the link is down in the description below. Uh, we got that fixed, Mr. Kyle? I think so. All right. Good deal. You got a couple more questions there, Sean. Okay. Uh, Ben Paramotor NC wants to know what was the cause of the 60% collapse at Bad Apples? So I was, um, I, it depends on if you're familiar with Bad Apples or not, but there is the pond and then there's that giant set of trees right there. And it was, um, I wouldn't say late morning. It was just, you know, getting towards that, you know, hour after sunrise kind of thing. And of course there's 
80, 100 pilots in the air or whatever, and uh, along with wind, just a little bit coming over those trees. And honestly, I don't know. I was actually coming in to do a foot drag on the pond, and I took a huge collapse. And um, I'll have to find the picture, and I'll, I'll send it to you guys. And uh, yeah, took a full 60 percenter, and I was actually down all the way to the right-hand side. My hand was all the way down to, to get it out, and uh, it, it luckily it popped out, because if it wouldn't, my hand was right by the reserve. And right when I pulled down, if it didn't pop out, my hand was right by the reserve, and I was grabbing that handle with my brake in my hand, because at 80 feet, you have no time. And I don't want to be the one for the lowest reserve throw because there are plenty of people that have tried to beat that record and have failed. What is the lowest reserve throw that you know of so far? 60 feet. That, that worked. That worked. Wow. Man, that's but, fast thinking there. Yeah. Um, whether it's luck or skill or whatever you want to call it, uh, I'll take either one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know a lot of people are wondering, you know, it's like, well, if I'm just going to go up 100 feet, I don't need to bring a reserve. Why even have a reserve? It won't even open up under 100 feet. You're saying that if you're up at 100 feet, bring a reserve because it could save your life all the way down to 60 feet. If Possibly. Have, yeah. Possibly. If, if you have a reserve, bring it. Um, as some of the people say, like Chris Anacrochi has said, um, you know, when in doubt, throw it out. I think that's a direct quote could be wrong if I am sorry, Chris, but, um, yeah, it's one of those things where wh why not, you know, you have a seatbelt in your car is there, might as well wear it. Right. So yeah, where bring your reserve with, please bring your reserve with, I don't care if you're that guy who's, Oh, I never go above a hundred feet. Yeah, that's cool. But you never expect to throw a reserve either. So um, the only time I ever fly without a reserve is if it's a student unit and it's literally to take the gear from point A, which is maybe out in the field to the hangar, which is a solid 300 yard flight, just so I could get a flight in. Awesome. Right. And then uh, Resurgence, uh, Resurgence PPG wants to know what your plans are for Arrhythmia show for next year. He needs to schedule his dates. Todd, we will talk when I see you next week. Um, so arrhythmia is, uh, is, is, we're not sure what the actual show dates are yet for the, for the shows. I know that, uh, John's been working on some of that. Um, but yeah, so if anybody doesn't know arrhythmia is a, is an air show team, um, Travis and I were both part of paradigm aerobatics. And then, um, I actually created arrhythmia in 2021 and we performed at Oshkosh, which was our very first show we ever did was at Oshkosh. And then, um, we've done. I think they did two more shows plus Oshkosh. So a total of four shows thus far. And next year, I'm not sure what the, uh, uh, what the schedule is like just yet. So they don't like to plan that far ahead. <laughs> what are, what are the qualifications for getting on a team like that? So each team is different. Um, Arrhythmia, for example, was created and the members were chosen. Um, it was all, my choice. Uh, I created the team. So every, every person on that team was initially brought in by me. Um, you know, Travis and Allie, of course, cause well, I work with them and I know what their skill levels are and I know that they're capable. And Travis has just as much experience at the air shows as I do. Um, uh, Scott Baxter from Midwest Parajet, Steve Reed from Midwest Parajet, both phenomenal pilots, great instructors. They know what's going on. Um, yeah, they're just, they, they, they were a good fit. And uh, so they joined the team, John Isley, of course, uh, Todd, 
Todd is on the team. And um, as you can tell, based on, you know, who I'm telling you, Justin Fox, Alexis Quintana, um, and these people that are on the team, they, they, they were put on it because they're friends, of course, but also it's a, it's a wide variety. You know, every time you went to an air show before, like when, when I was on Paradigm, for example, this isn't a knock on anybody, but it was a lot of young kids, right? Every person on Paradigm was under the age of 30. Um, and that looks cool and all, but the 40-year-old dude at the air show is like, well, this is a young kid thing and it's not for me. Well, if you look at, Par or at Arrhythmia now, you know, I think our youngest pilot is Allie and she's 27. And the oldest is in their 50s. I don't have an actual age and I don't want to age anybody. So something like that. And it's really cool to see that. And those guys are out there and, you know, Todd's at an air show with, a, you know, a, a, an electric thingy in his chest. And he and he's doing an air show. Allie did the air show on a trike because she nearly broke her ankle a couple of weeks before that. Um, and it's just a really cool, you know, way to go about it. So you're, to answer your question, how to get on one of those teams, right place, right time. There is no uh, application process, you know, nothing like that. Um, we don't do aerobatics in our shows. It is just a formation show because people are amazed that they fly anyway. Beautiful. So. So you've kind of grown up with the sport, Kyle, and uh, you've seen where it, where it was, where it, where it is now. But 10 years from now, where do you see the sport? Um, well, honestly, if it goes in the way that it, it should, um, everything is going to be electric. Um, not everything. I shouldn't say everything. I think electric will come a, a decent ways because right now, if they created an electric motor that had the thrust of a Moster and I could hold full power for an hour and it weighed under 60 pounds, I would buy one tomorrow. Actually, I buy one right now. That is my hope. Uh, gliders, as far as gliders go, um, I've been working with the R&D team at BGD. Um, and, you know, gliders, there's a new glider out called the Flare Mustache. Mustache, I guess you could say. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may have not. And it is a revolutionary design in gliders. And if that could be incorporated into paramotors, that would be cool. But I'll be honest, right now, um, it kind of seems like within the gliders anyway, we've kind of hit a pinnacle in what can, can be done. You know, now at this point, we're just trying to squeak out each bit of performance that, that we can get, you know, on the, on the slalom kind of wings. But when it comes to, you know, the A and B categories, you know, it, they're good. They are what they are. Um, I'm really hoping that in the next 10 years, we see a lot less accidents and a lot less fatalities, but sadly the numbers show us that that is going to be wrong because, more people into the sport, there's going to naturally be more accidents. You have more people on the road, there's more accidents. It's just, it's, it's part of, you know, what we do. You're always going to have those people that want to push it too hard or the ones that make bad choices. Um, but I hope that that's not the case. So yeah, 10 years from now, electric engines. And uh, honestly, I hope that we can have a glider that's as safe as an A-wing, but you can race slalom with it. I mean, that'd be ideal. I think everybody would want that. <laughs> yeah, man. How about on the regulation side? You think, uh, think we can hold off on further regulations or you, you think it's inevitable hmm. oh, i could see who i could make angry with this comment it depends yeah. on who posts videos flying around condos in south beach miami um, <laughs> you know that kind of thing but you know if we can this sport is as we all know self-regulatory and when it comes to that call out your friends 
right? I have called out my friends to their face in front of people. You're being an idiot. Stop doing that, right? I, I don't want you to get hurt kind of thing. I don't care if they're mad at me for six months. That's not my problem. What's my problem is if they get injured and it has to be on my conscience because I don't want it to be and I want to do what I can to keep my friends safe. So as far as regulations go, you know, if you're going to do something stupid, that's on you. But be a smart person and don't post it on YouTube. Agreed. Yeah. I, do I don't too. think I, I don't think I need to say anything more than that. <laughs> totally agreed. Uh, Racing with Paramotors did ask, uh, is there a difference between larger and uh, larger displacement engines? Are they better or worse? Uh, it's all about your flying style. So uh, I am 125 pounds uh, wet, like with clothes on and like after a shower with my wet clothes on. So and I still fly a Moster. Um, I have the experience to do so, so I'm totally okay with that. But if you're, you know, don't upgrade too fast. If you're under a buck 60 and you're at sea level or under 2000 feet, there's nothing wrong with an Adam 80, not a thing. Uh, it'll get you off the ground. It'll be safe to you. It's not going to be too much power by any means. Uh, and as you get experience, you can, you can upgrade the larger displacement engines like the Cosmos um, and those kinds of engines are generally used for tandems and triking and the occasional solo pilot so they're not um they're not worse by any means and they're not better it's all about the application that you choose to use them for absolutely um we have to say goodbye to josh uh josh has helped us he's been uh putting Bye, the josh. up for us uh it's his anniversary tonight and he's still yeah was on our panel. So thank you very much, Josh, for hanging with us. We appreciate you, buddy. And happy anniversary. Happy you anniversary. Y'all have a good night. It's proof you're committed, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is some serious proof. You thank can you. let her know that. I'll let her know. I appreciate it, y'all. Happy anniversary, Bye, man. Thank y'all. So, hey, Resurgence PPG says that his shadow weighs more than you do, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Todd, I'm going to let you put on this jersey again and see if you can fit into this one. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> I do have a picture of Todd in my jersey, though, somewhere. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you said that uh, we have you as long as we want you. We're going to go ahead and spin that spinny wheel of Winnie thing since Yay. it's after 8 o'clock. Um, uh, from our show from episode 139 last week, Todd Scott from Vortex Arrow is giving away uh, five different uh, mugs or cups. And uh, yes. Thank you, I don't know if you can see what it looks like, but uh, they are really, really super nice uh, mugs. They're travel mugs and they're very solid. Um, make sure that your name is on there. If you just joined us, make sure you say, we'll fly. Uh, I'm here. Please put me on the spinning wheel of Winnie things. We're going to go ahead and spin in about 30 seconds. We also want to thank um, our guest tonight, Kyle uh, Mooney, for joining us and hanging with us and talking about all of the awesome things that he has done. And uh, the wealth of knowledge from him is absolutely amazing. We definitely appreciate him being on the pan uh, on on the show. Also, too, with our panel, our panel members, you guys could be doing anything tonight. You could be out flying. You could be watching television with your feet up, but ah. you're here on the panel. We definitely thank you so much. 
for helping out uh specifically jim from canada uh he has sponsored us and he's gave, uh, given us a bunch of stickers uh decals which are the decals if you're not from canada a and uh maple syrup money i tell you he's he's incredible he also helps us with the uh, paramotorcalendars.com and we appreciate you uh, appreciate you for that also linda anderson uh she's the one that's been po or uh getting you guys on our show we are booked all the way until december so if you want to be on our show the first opening is december and that's because of linda anderson our paramomusa.com if you want to be on a show just go to paramomusa.com and it will forward to her facebook page and uh, she can get you on the show. Will Fly helps us out in the background. He's absolutely amazing. He's done the spinning wheel of winning things and he uh, helps us with the questions. Sean in the background definitely helps us out. And Josh, of course, too, has helped us out. We appreciate everybody that's ever been on the show and uh, the people that are on the show right now. All right, buddy. If uh, I have to thank my chatters out there absolutely. and my listeners, thank you so much for hanging with us tonight. Really Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's been a great show. I think we have uh, how many people we have watching? Let's see. Right. I see 40 right. people watching, 24 likes. So the more <laughs> likes, the better. It definitely helps our metrics, and we definitely appreciate you. The more likes we get, the more people will start to donating stuff to the show so we can give away. So make sure you hit that like button so we can get some more uh, things donated to the show and get you guys on the spinning wheel of winning things. Right. Yeah, and I, I yeah. hear if you hit that like button, you have a 10% better chance at winning. That's just the idea. <laughs> I, don't know if it's I think, it, I think it's 12, 12.5% better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a better picture, Kyle? Yeah, I, I don't know if I like that picture either, because now my head is spinning in circles. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Got... Thank you, Chatter. It's like Z Yaxi winner. We've got Z. He is a Z, Z winner. Z All right. Z, so Z is actually out there. I haven't seen anybody that's actually named Z. Who's Z? Let me scroll through the super chat. I don't see any Z. Who's Z? There was a Z. There was? Yeah, yeah, he's been here a few times. Okay. See? I, okay, there you go. Oh, yeah. Z, you all rock, and Z, keep it going. Okay, I see you. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. That's really awesome. Um, hey, so uh, do me a favor. Just um, uh, text me, 501-747-3558, and that will go to my cell phone. And uh, let me know your name and your address, and we will get that out to you um as soon as possible matter of fact if you guys don't have my number and want to put your my number in your phone you are more than welcome to 501-747-3558 text me anytime from sunup to sundown seven days a week let's talk <laughs> paramotors i love talking about paramotors i bet you didn't know that <laughs> but it's true but it's true. All right. So we are officially in our after show right now. So we'll be uh, continuing to talk about paramotors. Um, there might be some more questions in super chat. So if you do have questions, please post them. Will Fly or Jim or somebody on the panel will ask the questions to Kyle. Can't forget the thumbnail tonight. Oh, I know. We missed Josh. We should have done yeah. that before. Oh, yeah. Shoot. I didn't want to interrupt. 
Yeah, we can Photoshop them in if we have to. Yeah, you know what we can always do? We can always go back and uh, take a screenshot of the video with everybody on there. Yeah, but we can oh. do one. We can do one now with the thumbs up. We should. We should do one. With okay. The thumbs up. Okay. Right. Wait. You know me. I take my glasses. Because off. because it's a thumbnail. We need to see the, our thumbnails. Thumbnail. Because this is a thumbnail. That's a weird thumbs up though. Like I don't know how to like do that. Yeah, you're doing okay. Like, there's my thumbnail. Like, do I like? Just don't bump the mic, man. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks for that. I've never used this one. This is Travis's like supercomputer, so I have no idea. Okay. All right. Big one, thumbs up. Jeez. Two, three. Oh man, sweet. I heard awesome. the click. Yep, we got awesome. it. We we are set. Thank you will. You rock. Will. Yeah, no, absolutely. You rock. All right. I'm happy. I don't have to. I don't have to message you tomorrow. Well, where is the thumbnail? I need to teach. I need to teach Linda. I know where to find you. Linda, I need to teach you how to look at our video and how to do a screenshot and and be able to post your own oh, thumbnail. Oh, good lord! Yep. <laughs> you want to be and, entertained? And that's not taking a picture. That's not taking a picture of your computer screen. That's <laughs> actually. Watching That's it on your phone <laughs> and screenshotting like it. I used phone. to. Yeah, I know. I know. Some of the some of our older videos. Uh, <laughs> she posted a couple of these uh, screenshots that she took a picture of the uh, the screen a long time ago. Like the... I know. Right? <laughs> hey, Kyle. Um, PPG wants me to congratulate you on your next edition. Yeah. Yeah, Todd, Todd's known about that for a while. I have a um, so. Oh, I Sean's got to go. See oh, you, Sean. Have a good one. Bye, yeah. Sean. See you, Sean. Have a good one, buddy. Good night. Yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah, we have a um, Grayson, and uh, he'll be two in February, Aww. and then we have another one that is due November twenty third. So, oh, yeah. Thanksgiving nice. baby. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of these days we can call you PPG Grandpa. There you go. Yeah, no, I'm uh, let's let's go like 30 years from now. <laughs> we'll, You'll we'll be, be an old you. man with a cane. I'm still gonna do acro guys. Watch me. <laughs> oh man, I man, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. If I'm that if I'm if I'm like 60, well, 30 years from now, I'd be 60. So yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm in for that. I mean I'm I look like I'm 12, but <laughs> I know I look like I'm 12 too, but yeah, yeah. I'm actually a grandpa. <laughs> Nobody ever guesses my age and I never tell them my real age either. So anyone in your family, Kyle, fly? Like yeah. have an interest in you teaching them how to fly? So actually my dad learned how to fly before I did. So yeah, my, my dad flies. Uh, he only learned about two months before I did. And he had three flights when he started teaching me how to clip in and actually kite. But um, yeah, my my mom has done one tandem. Uh, they'll be back down here in December, of course, to see the baby. But I'm going to take my mom up on another tandem. Um, I've done some kiting with my mom before. And uh, my sister doesn't really, I mean, she'll go on a tandem, of course, but doesn't really have that interest like I did to fly. And my wife actually still to this day has never been on a tandem. Oh, wow. I need to talk to her. Yeah. Good if luck. I can do it at my age. She can do it. I mean, all she has to do is sit down. I would love to take my 34 week 
pregnant wife tandem, I would love to. It'd be awesome. But um, oh no, not yet. No, oh no, I, let's yet. let's do it. Because if she goes into labor, I'll just land in the parking lot of the hospital. It'd be just fine. <laughs> yeah, that would be on the roof. That would be the best video. That'd be a viral. I give yeah, preg, uh, what is it? <laughs> Going into labor while flying a paramotor. I feel like yeah. that would that might beat the Tucker's McDonald's. That video, would. Maybe. I was just thinking <laughs> that would beat McDonald's Tucker. Yeah, that would be it. Absolutely, I agree. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, she's a ground dweller, and uh, <laughs> she went skydiving once, and she didn't like the canopy because the guy was doing spirals with the canopy, so she didn't like that feeling. Um, so one day she said, one day she will go on a tandem, but it's going to be on her time. And I said, that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Do, do it, you know, when you're ready. That's what yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Sounds good to me. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So, so what adventures does one up paramotors have in store or coming up? So we actually have a Costa Rica trip in November and I'm not going on that one because, well, obvious reasons. I'm not going to leave the country when my wife could pop at any time. Um, And then, yeah, (laughs) well, you know, I can stay home and fly, but Travis and Allie are going on that trip to Costa Rica. And then uh, next year we are working on a few right now. There are just ideas in the pipeline, but we're definitely going to do Costa Rica again. Um, people love Costa Rica. It's not a super long trip. It's not uh, as expensive as going to Europe or something like that. So uh, a lot of people get interest. We generally fill the Costa Rica trip within 48 hours. It's full paid wow. for. Um, how, many, how many people go? We only take four. So there's either two oh. or three of us. Um, and then we take four. But it is all expenses paid. Like you, you know, you pay, you buy your airfare, pay for the trip. And when you get there, everything is covered hotel, food, paramotor rental, everything. You just get there and fly and we take you on an adventure. John's like, man, where'd it go? Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) I wouldn't advise anybody does it. It's not fun at all. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, And then one of the other ones that we're working on is potentially going to Italy and we would fly into, probably milan no not milan it'd be rome and uh we we land in rome and then we actually would take you on a tour of the fly products factory so you get to see where your Uh paramotors are made and we would take you to the viterazzi factory so you could actually see the engines being built and their insane new facility um i saw their facility earlier this year their new one in february i was in italy so yeah this year i was in italy and france twice and um their new facility is insane i mean you know people i know there's the whole complaint online of oh the motors and the exhausts and whatever um this is like a ferrari factory like the workers are wearing black gloves when they when you see the veto videos of all the motors lined up on a table uh that's actually how it looks when you get there that is what it looks like um they're phenomenal people mateo is a phenomenal person um but yeah so we're hoping to do a trip to where we get to go do tour those factories and then also you get to fly in Grottamare on the Baltic Sea so you would fly at their private field called Fermo and uh, you would get to fly paramotors from that field and then towards the end of the trip we haven't decided yet and this is not a for sure thing or potentially driving from there to Lake Garda where we would go free flying off Mount Baldo and is that a typical size of uh the, the four people normally well, it would be yes. four people plus whoever went to host 
So. Yeah. So, so generally it's, um, you know, Travis and Allie or me and Allie or all three of us, or just Travis and I, or whatever the case is, uh, you're going to get two or three of us and then four people going. Um, and we do it that way because it's a lot more intimate that way. And for lack of a better term, we're not having to herd cats. You know, we're not, all right, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you, you know, we don't do that. It's like, we're going on an ATV adventure today. And I know it sounds lame. You rent ATVs and you drive around. No, we rent ATVs and we go down some crazy hills in the rain. We stop at the waterfall. We go to the top of the mountain. We have a beer, have some lunch, go back down, fly on the beach, go take a nap, go free fly, go out to dinner, wake up and do it all over again and do something else crazy. Dang, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. <laughs> Actually, and I don't know if Todd's still in the chat, but he was on our very first ever uh, adventure trip, uh, him and uh, one of our friends, Dave. And uh, after day two, Todd went, uh, yeah, we need to nap. Like they, they didn't want to do anything. And, uh, you know, we go on, I mean, in a day, generally speaking, you'll wake up and we'll, we'll fly paramotor at 5 a.m. We'll get out there uh, on the in, inland field to fly paramotor. After that, we'll have some breakfast. You know, if you want to relax for a little bit, we do that. And then we'll go free fly off of the free flying mountain. After that, we'll have some lunch and then we'll go on an ATV tour. Then after that, we will go free fly again. And then we'll go back down to the beach and paramotor at the end of the day. It's kind of up to the clients and, you know, how tired they are because by the end of day three, most of them are dragging around going, uh, can we just like have a beer and sit at the pool at our house? <laughs> That's wow. fine too. So yeah, it's uh we, this is not a, you know, five star you're hanging. I mean, you have a beautiful Airbnb with a pool and all this other stuff, but, um, you're getting down, you're getting dirty and you're, you're having a good time. You're riding in the back of a pickup up a mountain. It's only about a five minute ride, but you know, we're going up the mountain with our rucksacks and paragliders and yeah, it's a, it's, that's why it's called one up adventures. That's, that's literally one of the reasons why it's called that. So that what if you don't know how to free fly? We will teach you that is part of the trip. That's the only way you're going to get down, Jim. Yeah. Oh, I could, I could push you off, but it's a fall. So we'll teach you how to fly instead. Yeah. We, um, that's actually, um, several people that have gone on the trip have never free flown in their life and it is a beginner friendly site. So you're able to go there. And if the thermals are kicking, you can take off and you'll stay up in the air for a little while. And if they're not, it'll just be a, about a three to four minute sled ride down the hill. But now that's a, for a first flight. Hey, that's okay. You know, your first time in the air. Um, and yeah, but Yep, we teach you how to free fly if you've never done that. That's cool. I my first sled ride, it was awesome. Yeah, it's uh, my first free flight was off of the Magic Mountain in Organia. Don't recommend that for a first one. So don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about that mountain, but it sounds pretty high. It sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, we lost your video, Kyle. Oh, no, there we go. All right. He's back. Well, um, who has access to the chat to say hello to everybody that's uh, been in the chat? Who can read off names and say hello to everybody since we had such a good turnout? Probably because Kyle's yeah. here. Hi. Yeah. Want to do that, Jim? Totally, Kyle. I was looking at the chat right now. I have my second computer, and I've been responding to a couple uh, – Couple messages here and there. Okay. 
Well, that is a good question. James is asking a rough estimate of the cost for a trip like that. So Costa Rica's cost, um, it's either $27.50 or $29.50. I don't recall which one. It's under $3,000. Um, and then that covers everything there. So you buy, you pay for that trip or you pay for that fee, and then you buy a plane ticket and everything else is covered. And then how about how, how many days? Uh, Costa Rica is generally... I'm trying to remember. I think it's four or five full days. Like it's, you know, that doesn't count the day that you get there and the day that you leave. It's in, you know, that in-betweener. So, um, it, you know, to some people, it seems like a lot, but at the end of the day, when you've got paramotor rentals and um, food and, you know, the ATV tour, all of that stuff is, is covered in it. So, um, yeah. And then of course, the only thing we ask that you bring is your glider. So you have your own glider, of course. And then if you have a free flight harness, bring that. And if you don't, um, generally at least one or two of the other people who come have one. And then we bring some as well. So we always have extra. Nice. Sounds like an incredible adventure. Yeah. I've been to Costa Rica a couple times now. Yeah. I think that's something I'm going to have to do. Um, I need to get out and fly in more States and I need to get out and do more adventures. One of the things I really enjoy doing is cross countries uh when i go out and fly i'm flying for at least two hours if not two and a half and it's usually between uh 75 and 100 miles that i fly i just i mean and there's no really destination you know it's like oh i'm just gonna go up and fly and i just start going it's like oh i'll just go there and check that out um one of my longest ones that i was afraid that i wasn't gonna get back because i ended up going into a headwind was this really huge rock quarry it was a really long distance away it was making really good good time because I had a tailwind and when I turned around it was so slow I had to like skim the trees all the way back just to be able to to get back and I barely made it on fumes uh, that that was a heck of an adventure I have a funny story on that one we were in yeah. Costa Rica um, so what we do when we before we do any of these trips whether it was Costa Rica or Italy um, we always go first we don't even take clients we just go us so we can experience it and we know what to expect before we bring people there because we want to you know know the lay of the land and uh, our our contact in costa rica a really good friend of ours his name's gigi and uh, we took off with each we each had roughly seven liters of fuel and we flew for an hour and a half one way and no fuel stops because there's no gas stations um we we flew uh we landed in the middle of a beach and had a beverage and we flew back. But the problem was, is we only had about two liters to get back of <laughs> out of seven. Um, so what we did was we took off and along the beach, it's all palm trees. And we had a nice, probably 10 mile an hour onshore wind. So all we did was sort the palm trees at idle for a lot of the time. And we'd add power as needed when you hit the gaps. And right at the end, Gigi and myself and Travis, we all climbed above the, the it's about a 800 foot mountain. And we all looked at it and went, well, we got to make it. We we're taking pictures of our fuel on the way back. We we're taking pictures of each other's fuel, trying to help each other out. And we all landed with less than uh, a quarter liter, but we made it back a three hour round trip flight and we made it back. Fuel conservation oh, to the max. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Awesome. Uh, it was an adventure. So yeah, you it's won't all part it. of and that yeah. was a most 185. Uh, no, that was actually a beat up old nitro. What? Yeah, we all were flying these janky beat up nitros that kind of sort of ran. And uh, 
yeah, we got back and uh, we definitely had a good night after that because we didn't think we were going to make it back. We were all sh shaking in our boots, climbing over that mountain. And once I, once I plateaued over the mountain, I just held full power until I ran out of gas and cause the beach was right there. So I just landed on the beach after I ran out of gas. Yeah. That that's an adventure. Yeah. I mean, that's how we do it. I mean, we don't do that with clients, you know, we're not going yeah. hey, hey, to, if Todd was still here, I don't know if he is. Oh, no, he, he's here. Yeah. The trip is exhausting. It was incredible. Yeah. Todd actually uh, ended up having an engine out on the beach on one of the old nitros because he sucked something, uh, a piece of duct tape that was holding the airbox on into the carburetor. You know, I, you ought to, you ought to have like some kind of, uh, adventure that's like a one up, uh, survival adventure. <laughs> it's repair motors on an Island. Oh, I mean, I can make that happen. I'll just sabotage all the motors. So now the motors that we have down there are more reliable. We have, you know, um, most are 185s that are newer and everything. So, you know, our, our clients aren't having to, to worry about that. Um, and that's something that was important to us is to have obviously that reliability. We don't want them going down there with a half an engine, you know, hoping that they can go fly and actually enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds intriguing. How about the uh, pyramids? You know, I, uh, we got invited to do the pyramids. Um, and I've heard that it's good. Uh, it, it's a cool thing to, to do, of course. Um, but I've also heard um, negative reviews on it. And I guess to me, I'm like, I would much rather fly the Palm in Dubai or some, I want to fly the Christ statue in Brazil. Uh, we have some friends down in Brazil that um, make a phone call. I can go to Brazil tomorrow and go fly the Christ statue. I just need to make that time to get down there. Um, but yeah, I would love to do those kinds of things for sure. But yeah, the pyramids just haven't really been one of the things that I've been like, I, I want to do that. You know, there's so many other spots that are um, less explored than that, that I would love to be one of the pilots that gets to one of the first that gets to do that. Like I was the first pilot that I know of, or that anybody at BGD knew of that actually flew that 007 road in, uh, in France. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I flew right between all the rocks. Um, we are making some promo stuff for the blizzard and, uh, we got up at 4am or 3.30am and, uh, a friend of mine and I, she, we both drove there and uh, she recorded it with the drone and I, I took off about a mile away and flew between some sketchy mountains and it's about a two, uh, it's about a thousand foot drop right off the side and I landed right on the road. Oh, wow. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was one of those moments that I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll bet. That's sweet. That's really awesome. Yeah. I love hearing about people's adventures while flying paramotors or paragliding. And some of these distances that paragliders can get are just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, they far out, out, outgo us paramotor people with five gallons of gas. You know, I mean, these paragliders are incredible. Um, and they go so far. Uh, now, you do both paramotoring and paragliding. Uh, what do you like? Uh, I know that you like both, but uh, what do you like best about each one? Uh, did, did, that was a good way to word that question because I was like, I can't pick just one. Um, I, I love paramotor because it, it, that's where I started. Like that's kind of my roots in it. And um, I've been flying paramotor now for a third of my life, actually, when I think about it. And that's that's crazy to me. Um, you know, for most people, that's not a thing. Um, so paramotoring is just kind of like my roots that I that I 
you know, grew up on and I'm more comfortable on a motor than I am free flying just because of the natural progression that I had. Um, so I, I really like that aspect and I like the freedom, you know, when you're free flying, I can't necessarily go, I want to go see that, that statue over there or whatever it is. I can't just do that paragliding. I can just take the motor, add some power and I can cruise over there. Um, but paragliding, you know, so that's what I love about paramotoring is that I can go anywhere, do anything. And a lot, all of my now friends, they all paramotor. Um, and then with free flying, I love the freedom, you know, again, free flying. Uh, I love the ability to go off the mountain and I can be 50 feet away from you and I can just yell at you. Hey, Sean, go do this thing, you know, come over here with me or whatever. And um, I love that aspect. I love being able to take off the mountain and 20 feet off and go twisted and then just stand there and look at you as I'm flying backwards and then turn back around. Um, and the, the freedom that you have with free flying in the ability to feel the glider so much more than you do on a paramotor. You know, you feel the glider on a motor, but it's in your hands. But when you're free flying, it's in your body. It's in your hands as well, but it's really in your body. So um, they're both very different, but I, lo I love them both just, just as much as the other. Um, I, I'm glad I get to do both because I don't think I'd be happy with just one. For sure. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Um, anybody in the panel have any other questions for Kyle? Anything else popped up in the super chat that I may have missed? I don't. I think we got them all. Oh, awesome! Yeah. It has been an awesome show, and uh, the chat. I mean, it's been it's been wide open, man. So. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you, Kyle. Oh, for sure. It's good to it's good to talk to some of you guys. You know, I've of course I've met some of you and talked to some of you, but it's you know, it's good to actually sit down and and chat. Except yeah. that this mic stops working. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I don't know, but it's another adventure. Yeah, another go. another adventure. Well, one last story then. If that uh, if you're looking at calling it, when we um, the name of One Up Adventures actually. Um, it was very petty the way that it came up. Travis and I uh, went on a ski trip to Colorado. We just went there for fun. That's all we did. Just to no paramotoring, just go there and have some fun. And uh, we went to downtown Denver, actually. And uh, we are roaming around, bar hopping, just having a good time. And we stop at this arcade bar. And it was an underground arcade bar. And they had all of the quarter machines, you know, Paperboy, Mario. They had all of these games that you legitimately put quarters in like everyone actually remembers not these very modern games and it was called the one-up arcade uh and we loved it it was it was we had an amazing time and actually the initial name for one-up adventures came from that bar so we came one-up adventures and then this logo on my shirt travis's daughter uh actually drew it on a piece of paper and we sent it off to a designer and this is what came out of it so uh, yeah, named after a bar, and uh, the logo was designed at that time by a nine, uh, eight-year-old. Hey, it works. That's yeah, really it, cool. it, it, it's a cool story. You know, it's not just yeah. a oh, I thought of a cool name. It was like there's stories behind both of them. So, um, yeah, it was really neat. That's cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's yeah, cool. most people don't know that, so it was, yeah. it was pretty neat. Now, cool. now a lot of people are going to know that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's okay. You know, it's, it's all good. And that's, it's, that's, what's cool about it is we're very, uh, you know, we like to go on adventures and that's what we always call it. You know, if, if, if things are going bad on a trip, 
what, or, you know, we're, we're doing business. We go to a fly and things are going bad. It's an adventure. Yeah. That's right. Everything's an adventure. Everything is an adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy that, uh, you all survived the hurricanes over there. We're so worried about everybody. Yeah. um, You you know, and it, and it sounds terrible to, to say this, but, um, we actually didn't lose power at our place. Um, I actually landed the night I landed at like three o'clock or four o'clock or something like that. Um, and the hurricane hit that night. We actually had to redirect our flight to a different airport to make it home. Cause my wife was home alone with a uh, pregnant wife with the baby was home by herself and we didn't know what to expect. So yeah, we made it um, in Lake Wales and where we are, uh, we just had some, you know, field flooding and, you know, some trees down, just things like that. But okay. yeah, it's a, uh, it, it really sucks for the um, everyone on the West coast that, that's in that Fort Myers area and all those areas yeah. on the West coast yeah. that, that got hit really, really hard. So. Yeah. It was a bad I'm storm. glad you guys are all that you made it all safe and everything. So yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're all okay here. Okay. So any, any flying um, experiences, uh, Will or Jim that you want to talk about and, uh, Tell us your adventure or anything. Anything happened uh, recently that you might want to share? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I spent I had the privilege of uh, going down and uh, spending four days with uh, Brian Waller and the gang. And I love uh, Brian, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he loves you too. Yeah, <laughs> he's Aww. a great guy. Yeah. So I had uh, I'd hurt my back, and I really wanted to fly that area. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was bad. I spent the night at uh, Mark McElroy's house, and when I got up that next morning, I was crawling down his hallway. <laughs> it was that bad, man. And so, anyways, back's getting better. But uh, yeah, it, it, he took me up at, at the, the very least. I did get to go on a tandem ride with Brian, and uh, did a good job, man. He's a good pilot. Just oh, we to, did. We did give him his tandem exemption. So yeah, I'm glad he did a good job. No, no. I mean, you did a good job. That's what I mean. You did a good job. He's a good pilot. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was impressive. And I'll tell you what, that was my second tandem ride. And even if you're an experienced pilot and haven't taken a tandem ride yet, you got to do it, man. Cause it's just, it's, it's just so neat just to kind of sit back and absorb it all in. You know, you're not having to fly anything. You're not concentrating on anything other than just what's in front of you. And it's just right. so cool. I, I, I would, I, I agree with that, but I would also, um, <laughs> my experience as the tandem instructor, uh, that is actually the scariest part of my job is when I get in the front seat with that tandem pilot, when he's going for his um, re- first real tandem, when, so what we do, we call it role-playing where they pretend I'm a nobody. And the only time I speak up is if it's a safety issue. Um, so, you know, Hey, Brian, nice to meet you. I'm Kyle. And he asked me what my experience is and he sets up the trike. He does everything. And then, um, he takes me on a tandem and I'll be honest. Those are my scariest moments because, you know, I've been training him. I know he can do the tandems because I've already been in the front seat, but I've been talking to him the whole time and I've been doing those things. So yeah, it's, uh, 
it's a, I've been on a lot of tandems. Let me tell you what, I've been on a lot of tandems and it's, but yeah, it's a cool experience. It's good to hear from somebody else too, who went with somebody who, that we trained and to, and to hear that feedback. And that, that's really cool. He did. He did. He did a fantastic job. And I guess that would be scary. I mean, as a, as a GA flight instructor, I mean, I got the controls right in front of me. If I need to take over, I can, but I guess if you're the tandem instructor and you're the passenger and sitting up front and those toggles aren't in your hands, the throttle's not in your hand, I could see that would be, yeah, placing yeah. your faith in the ability of your own training. So yeah. And I'll, I mean, I can reach back and I can grab his brakes if I need to. I can actually, I've never done this and I've never had to do it and I don't ever hope to do it. But if I absolutely had to, I could take my helmet, swing back really hard and knock him out. Oh, yeah. Never, <laughs> if I had to do it, I would, but I've never had to. I've only ever had to say, all right, slow down, slow down, slow down. All right, correct it here and do this and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it, it's a good thing to, um, it's a good thing to do. And when you're, when you're training like that, you have a different mindset. Um, when you really start training a lot and I've trained hundreds and hundreds of students, um, you really have a different respect for the sport and, uh, and training people. Anytime somebody takes off, if I watch any one of you take off anywhere, it doesn't matter where it is. I'm going to be talking out loud and all right, lean back. All right, more power. Oh, no, should have done that more. Should have, you know, that that's just what I do. And that's how I, that's how I teach. That's how I talk. And people laugh at us because they're like, what are you doing? Like, he already knows how to fly. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just, that's, that's my instructor coming out and I'm so used to doing it. So I just do it. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. You know, when Brian first got that retracted trike, he, I don't think he foot launched since he got the retracted trike. Uh, when he learned how to trike, he that was it. He he just loved it. Um, have you seen Brian uh, foot launch since he got that retracted trike? I, I want to say he's done it once. Once. <laughs> That's it. After all that. Well, time. I mean, once that I, I I'm pretty sure. Um, but you know, for the first time, uh, I saw Brian coming into land for the first time. I actually saw him extend the retractable part or whatever to, to make it a trike that thing's pretty slick yeah if i went with the trike i mean i, I i'd be tempted to try that you know i i think once you start triking or at least you have a bolt-on trike once you have that opportunity foot launch other than you know sometimes you just have to foot launch man triking is just so incredibly fun and i uh, anybody that's still in the super chat uh, let us know. Do you do you trike when you get the chance? Do you, have you trike? Do you want to trike? Uh, some things we just want to know. I mean, I think triking is great, but I foot launch a lot. But I do love to trike. How about you, Kyle? Yeah. So um, triking. Yeah, I would... again. Staticky again. I don't know what to tell you, man. Hang on. Give me give me like five seconds, and it won't be staticky anymore. <laughs> Did that work? Did something. it work? Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I just I just unplug it and plug it back in. I don't know if it's a, something in the system or what. I just unplugged the USB cable. Um, so, yeah, with triking, I would say five years ago, triking was known as the old man, grandpa, you know, that was kind of the the stigma behind it. And now it's not that. I, I love the trike. One of my favorite combinations is uh, a medium size, so like a 25 a 25 a wing on the vertigo, the fly products vertigo, because 
it you can barrel roll that trike if you really want to it is so much fun i love taking the trike inflating it and what i actually do when i train students for example um if we're on the tandem trike which that's what we use is the the fly product zenit with the cosmos 300 i'll put my passenger in the front of course and i'll be in the back seat i'll inflate the glider and then i'll give them the brakes and then they'll taxi and once we all actually be on the runway, uh, we have an AV radio hooked up so I can hear traffic live if I need to. And then we get to the end of the runway and rather than bringing the glider down and having to haul the thing back in a truck and take the time, I'll grab the brakes from them and I'll whip a 180 and I'll, I'll hit the taxiway and go downwind and I'll taxi it all the way downwind. And then I'll get to the end of the runway, make another 180 degree turn, give them the brakes back and then they can taxi by themselves. And, uh, I love triking. It's it's just fun. It's it's so much fun to manipulate the glider and and to do those kinds of things. So, yeah, I there's one video that we have, and I I actually helied the um, small trike. So I took my acro wing and the small mini foxy trike, and I did a helicopter on it, just really? just because it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Had to do it for the video. But don't the things this we have to do for video. Yeah, the things we have to do for videos. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, you are just so full of stories, so full of information, so full of fun and energy. Man, I wish I would have been 21 years old and uh, learned about, you know, paramotors and stuff. But, you know, 50, you know, learn at 50 something. Hey, no problem. I still got lots of life to live. And there's and and the technology is so good now. Ten years ago. Yeah. Tell us about the technology that you had to learn on. I'm sure there's some people out there that uh, that already know this, but where is some of the old technology and the difference between then and now? I honestly like I, I I was on a mini plane top 80. That was my very first engine. That was my dad's first engine. He was uh, roughly 200 pounds on a 30 meter A wing, and that's what I took my first flight on. Um, but I mean, the technology back then, like the Moster was out, but uh, 10 years ago. Oh yeah. So actually it was out 10 years ago, but it was like the very first Moster. And, you know, even now, like the Moster is good, but, um, you know, back then it was not as good, obviously as it is now. And even glider technology with how easily they come up and how much better they fly and the safety characteristics are astounding and how much they've changed. So, I mean, like you said, you know, you wish you would have learned when you're 20. I wish I would have learned when I was 14, you know, I, I, I wish seven would started kiting when I was seven and been in the air by the time I was 12, uh, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the technology has made leaps and bounds. It's funny that you bring that up. I just taught a class this morning on wing design to our students. And, uh, I talk about the technology and how in the last 10 years, it's, it, it's really became this so much better and the gliders inflate better and they fly better and they're safer and, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how much it's changed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we, we met up with, uh, fly at Wyatt over at Bad Apples last year. You know, I think he started with seven, eight, nine years old. Yep. Uh, he's flying a little, uh, wing and, uh, I think he was a single skin wing that he was flying. Um, amazing you know at 10 years old being able to fly and and do this stuff i can't even imagine his flying career that he's going to have when he reaches my grandpa age yeah i i would love you know like uh um eric dufour you know he's been flying since it was pretty much invented and uh he was one of the guys that um 
he was one of my mentors when I started, you know, learning and he actually gave me my instructor rating years ago. Um, and even now, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to see Eric next week and Elizabeth and, uh, you know, we, 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 we shoot, we, we talk to each other and he asked me my opinion on things and I asked him his, and he asked me how, you know, how, how does this maneuver like feel and whatever, you know, cause maybe he's never done it. And it's, it's really cool to see how it comes all back around. You know, the guy who gave me my instructor writing when I was, you know, becoming an instructor and, and learning um, how he asked me for my advice. Um, you know, he's still, I would call him the goat, you know, he's just, he's like 64 five now and the my vivid memory of eric dufour was at my very first bad apples he took my free ride 15 took off and foot dragged didn't didn't leave the ground he foot dragged turned to the right and dragged my wingtip on the ground and then took off at 63 years old at that time it was yeah. insane <laughs> and i'm like you're 63 like the guy can still rip it and he lands and he just does this and he's like yeah that's my drug that's what i needed and it's Damn. it is so cool to see these guys that are Damn. you know so good at what they do and the passion that he still has even at his age and you know he's one of the best instructors there ever was or will be no no question in my mind hey um Todd wants to know if he can barrel roll his Eco 2 light on a 38-meter uh, cyclone with you up front. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, I, I don't know if it's load tested to that. That Eco 2 light is, uh, man, that's sharp. Yeah, actually, one of our students, um, well, our past student now, his wife is the one training. He just bought an Eco 2 with a Rotax 582 on it. And let me tell you, wow, you yeah. could fly a free ride 12 on that tandem if you wanted with how much power it has. Really? Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy, but it's awesome. And it's got an excessive amount of power. And, uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. Like you said, the technology we were talking about earlier, it has come a long way in what you're able to actually do. Yeah, those uh, Rotex, those are actual uh, uh, airy, um, uh, those are actually designed for flying. Yeah, the Rotex uh, and, is for yeah, ultralights. Yeah, they are really good. They don't cut out like our mosters do, that's for sure. Well, some of them do, actually, because they'll be two strokes just like ours. You can get a four stroke, but uh, they're two strokes as well. And they fail. Just had one at the airport here the other day, failed. Really? Yeah, guy fell out of the air. Well, it's okay. got, I'm reading, reading up on it now. It's got uh, two carburetors on the yep. mm -hmm. uh, light. It's got 50 horsepower, I think, with a Rotex on it. Yeah, man, that's that's sweet. So there there is a difference. So he got the Rotax 582 and they also have the RMZ. And the RMZ is made in Russia. So uh you know, not to get into politics, but with the way that the world is going, uh parts are very hard to get and so are those engines. So he opted for the Rotax, which is quite a bit almost double the price because of the fact that it's name brand Rotax engine. The RMZ 500 is essentially a clone um, of it, but it works just as good. It's just hard to get right now. Mm -hmm. Can you add the parts at all interchangeable? Uh, some of them are, some of them aren't. It's like, you know, it's kind of like getting a, uh, uh, like a Lincoln Navigator and a Ford Expedition. 
very yeah. they're almost identical they just have different names so some parts are interchangeable some aren't it just depends on which part you're looking for interesting now you were talking earlier about flying electric have you tried that sp140 from open ppg i have i have put it on my back um and i've ran it up but i have not get gotten to fly it uh, we weren't able to fly it that day um but yeah no i mean it's like I said earlier, it is one of those things where it's phenomenal. I just, you know, once it, it's all about that battery technology, most your power under 60 pounds, full power for an hour. That's what that. they got right now. The SP uh, 140, um, I flew it. It has uh, actually a little over an hour and it actually feels like a 220 and it's more powerful than the Moster. So when I put in sport mode, it actually lifted me like it was a 220 and uh, much more powerful than the Moster. Yeah, but not yeah. full power for an hour, right? Yeah. So the that full power aspect so, that, that's what that's what I'm looking for. Is so you're that, looking for a full power for the hour? Okay. Yeah, because like you know, I, I cruise, but the way that I fly, you know, if you're just if you're level <laughs> flight might be great but i'm always climbing and descending and going here and going there you know that's that's how i like to fly i'm a uh i'm an aggressive flyer you know i mean that's just that's just my nature and how i fly that's what i like to do i've calmed down a little bit but at the same time i i still push it i still have a good time i would like for you to fly one because you being you know 125 pounds and me being you know 100 pounds heavier than you I bet that you might be able to uh, soak up a lot more power out of that and maybe make it go at least an hour. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what you could do with it. Yeah. Well, and that's just the thing, you know, I, I would love to. And it, I, I think the other part of it too is uh, for the SP, for example, don't, it needs to be able to mount on any frame. It, there needs to be able to have a way that you can buy the kit essentially and mount mm -hmm. it on a, uh, a fly products, a Mac fly, a Parajet. And if you could do that and then do have all of those things that I mentioned on there, I, I wouldn't not buy one, you know, I mean, I don't have to put fuel in it. I don't have to tune mm -hmm. it. I just, I turn on the power and I go. I think they and, come in the kit right now for 3,500 on open PPG. Okay. Yeah. It'd be, I, I would love to be able to work on one. You know, I mean, I've, I tested the tornado and I, I think I put, it was 13 or 14 pistons through that tornado when I was prototyping the only one that existed at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I loved it. I got to beat the crap out of it and, uh, it, man, it was a good time. I did get sick of replacing pistons after a while, but you know, that was, it's all part of the testing stage. Same thing with the gliders when I'm prototyping a glider that has no name or it has a name, but it's version one and I'm trying to fly it and figure out what works, what doesn't, what does it need? You know, what, what needs to be adjusted. It's just, it's, it's all part of the process. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. This, this whole show has been interesting and here we are rolling up on two hours. Yeah. Can you believe that? I, I can't believe two it. Two hours guys. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, just nonstop. We're talking paramotors and it's just nonstop stories and interesting things. And that's what I like about, you know, uh, talking about paramotors, you know, I mean, how many people have you actually talked with on the phone or otherwise about paramotors and, you know, an hour goes by and you're like, oh, crap, an hour went by already. And we talked about what? Paramotors? Happens all the time. Ah, yeah. You remember uh, we had a conversation mm -hmm. uh, 
early on, Sean, and we was like, I'm like telling you, I'm not just not a big talker. I don't really like talking on the phone and stuff like that. And when we finished, it was like two hours. And <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's like, man, this this could have been a podcast. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody I talk to, it seems like we talk for hours and yeah. hours and hours. And if we were recording, it would have been a great podcast. Yeah. Yep. Kyle, being where you are, there's, uh, sorry guys, uh, being where you are, Lakeland, Lake Wales area, there's a lot of Canadians down there. Do you ever train Canadians? You know, I'll be honest, we don't, um, a lot of the people that we get, they're everywhere. Um, now, the, the issue with um, Canadians, and this isn't like, you know, their fault or anything, but um, they actually need to be certified and their aircraft has to have an end number on it in order to fly in Canada. So training with us gets them the knowledge of how to fly, but it doesn't get them their actual certification. Um, so that's, that's part of it. So yeah, no, we, we generally don't get a lot of those. We get guys from all over the country though, that, you know, every end, Washington to Maine to California and anywhere in between. And, um, yeah, they, they, they come to us and we've, we've worked hard to uh, get that good reputation. You know, I mean, we, like you said earlier, you know, people, well, where'd you, where do you go for tandem training? You know, I think most people just say one place and that's, that's here. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing, but yeah, we, we don't train too many Canadians. Good to know. Unless you want to just cross the border and go fly for a while and then go back. Actually, yeah. if you were to do that, if you bring your paramotor, like your foot launch unit to Canada, you actually have to end number it. Legally speaking, you have to end number it. And then when you bring it back, it's not even legal in the U.S. because it was registered in a different country. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I would suggest borrowing somebody's paramotor if you go to Canada. <laughs> I, I kind of meant uh, Jim coming from Canada over here, learning how to fly, flying here, and then going back. Ah, but that's just, just flying with our motors over here. Which yeah, reminds believe, me, Jim. Which reminds believe, me, Jim. Anytime that you want to come over here, you can use any of the, the students' um, gear. Just come over here and fly. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> no, if I come down, which I plan on doing once uh, in January, then uh, I'll be bringing my own gear. I can't afford to not fly every morning that's available to me. That's true. That's true. Oh, that reminds me, Kyle. Okay, here's something interesting. When you first learn to fly, you count flights. Then after that, you count hours. Then after that, you count hundred-hour maintenances. After you count hundred-hour maintenances, what do you count? I mean, what do you what do you say? It's like well, I just been flying for years. That's that's hilarious. Um, so I had a logbook. I mm -hmm. bought a logbook off of Amazon for you know eight bucks. I counted my first three flights, and after that, couldn't tell you. Yep. <laughs> hours what do you mean hours hundred out maintenance what is that if it's running if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah the only thing i do to my motor if it needs it is i'll change the bushing every well when it looks worn down and it's to a point to where you know it's like oh that's a worn down bushing in my moster i'll replace it other than that i don't keep track of hours i don't keep track of nothing uh if i had to guess i have several thousand flights easily i mean you know, between what I have in one session, I counted over 50 touch and goes that I did in one session. Not that that counts or anything, but yeah, I, I just kind of stopped. It, it, it wasn't an important thing to me. You know, yeah. it was kind of like the acro thing. I, I didn't care 
you know, about what others thought. I don't care about my hours. I just, I do it because I love it. That's it. I, and I wish more people would do that because you get a lot of guys that are, you know, it's, it's all about the hours and the maintenance and, and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, if my engine's going to die, it's going to die. I'm going to land and well, it's an adventure yeah. after that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was first started counting my flights and I counted my hours that I flew. And then I started counting my hundred hour maintenances and then I lost track. And I'm like, I have no freaking clue. Um, and I think that's probably what a lot of people do. They, they get up to that certain point. They're like, I have no clue how, how many times I've flown. And well, then you get, I guess from there, you would start counting wives because you're flying so much, right? I mean, you're going to go through marriages. Well, that's, that's the good thing is that we have all determined that the people that we are with are perfectly fine with whatever we're doing. You know, I was training on my anniversary, you know, I was training on, you know, my wife's birthday, you know, um, Kyle said some <laughs> things too about, about that. You got a real understanding I mean wife, dude. I mean, I sent my wife the link to this show and, uh, you know, she said, oh, you're in a dark room. That's what she said to me on my text. And um, yeah, I, I, I flew before I met my wife. So she kind of already knew the the flying aspect. You know, it's, she's never said, you know, she doesn't say be safe. She doesn't say, you know, come home tonight. She didn't say those things because she just she mm -hmm. we have a mutual understanding that, you know, my family is the the number one priority. Um, you know, I love flying, of course, but she also understands, you know, I, I got to work, yeah. and, but my, it, it's hard for some because it's like, but your work is you go fly and teach people to fly. Like that's a job like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, you know, but she understands and it, it is my full-time job. So it's, it takes a special person to be okay with me going to France for 10 days with a pregnant wife and a almost two-year-old at home. And to just say, yeah, bye. Just bring me some snacks when you come home. Yeah, you're you're in a little bit different situation. Um, our kids are out of the house and we have dogs. So I, I have four of those too. Holy <laughs> smokes, dude. Yeah, I got four dogs, a almost two-year-old and a baby on the way and my wife at home. And, and we're said, moving right now. Our house is a wow. mess because we're moving. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, now um, uh, she doesn't fly, right? And she has no she desire does not. to fly. Now, Correct. My, mine too. My wife has no desire to fly, uh, doesn't want to fly. And um, we have a really good understanding. It's like, you know, it's like I fly and this is what I want to do. And I'm not going to ask you to go do it. And she won't ask me to go to book club. <laughs> book club? That's fair. Right? So I don't have to worry. So would you that. rather fly or go to book club? Well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking, you know, just right. in case, in case, you know, we didn't understand that. It, here, here's, here's my answer. Um, one yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. Hey, I got one of those too. Yeah. 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 I, not that exact one, but it says that on it. Yeah. Warning may talk about paramotors and it's true. It's like, and now I will go to book club if it's about PPG Bible Paramotor. or something from, yeah. <laughs> if you got a book club with uh, Jeff Goins or, or somebody that's writing something about paramotors, I will, I will. I'll go to that book club, but my wife won't. So there we go. That's for all. I'll go to the book club with you. It'll be a good time. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Holy smokes, guys. It is after 9 PM central time. It's here. 10 02 here. Unbelievable. Yeah. 10 02 real time. Hey, it's okay. I, I just gotta, I just gotta be at the airport at seven o'clock in the morning to train tomorrow. It's all good. 
Oh, I'll tell you, morning comes really early, and I really so appreciate you, Kyle, jumping on the show and talking for a couple of hours. Hey, if and... I get four hours of sleep, that's all I need. Oh, to be that young. Yeah, Grandpa right. needs four a hours. lot more. See, oh, four hours will not do this at all. This takes eight plus hours to do this, <laughs> and it still is not that good. I was going to say, I think you need 10. <laughs> I need a lot more than, that, than eight, absolutely. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Of thank course. you so much for the thank information. You. Thank you so much for, for the, the shirt giveaway. We definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you guys on the panel, Jim, Linda, Will, I, I don't know what I would do without you. And of course, Josh, that had to go because it was his anniversary today. There's another one. This is yeah. his anniversary. And he's talking to people about paramotors on a computer. And his wife's like, no problem. On our anniversary. Like, I don't it. Good for them. David, David Proctor was hanging with us tonight, and um, he's actually going to be our guest in November, um, November 28th. Yeah, I saw David here in the background. He just is uh, staying in the background and listening, which is perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, no problem. Um, that's that's what we say. It's like, just I'll give you the heads up here. on that. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I know. Quick shout out to... Uh, Walter from Australia tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Walter. And Brian Tupper joined us late. Travis DuPont. What's up, man? Right. Awesome. Do we go roll through all the people that were here? Uh, Cliff V, Walter from you Australia. Tony Marzano, Resurgence, Wade Collins, uh, Kyle Mooney. Hey, Kyle Mooney's in the super chat. I know him. Ah, I know him. The Chad, the Chad is in the super chat. Also, of course, Resurgence PPG. And once again, don't forget, go to resurgencepg.com. Flying Flamingo Jade. Uh, they do an hey, all girl. girls podcast on Wednesday. Go to paramotorgirl.com. Uh, Paramotor NC is here. Uh, Jack Wallace. Um, scrolling up here, Phil. Um, I think he said something. Sean. Make it out to ATL if you can before the next bad apples. Man, that would be absolutely awesome. Remember, guys, you can text me, 501-747-3558, anytime that you want to. James is in the house, Paramotor NC again, Flying Flamingo Jade, lots of talking. Fly, baby, fly. PPG, what's up, my friend? Um, And the chat just keeps on going. Bonnie Friends uh, is in the house. What's up, what's up? so many people hot buttered productions this has been a really good deweese milstead i see too um is that 555s 555s is in the house so many people thank you guys so much for joining us thank you so much for the likes we got up to 34 likes so far um we get more people listening to our podcast at over 5,000 downloads a month uh on our audio so thank you everyone that listens to us on our audio uh, once again thank you kyle mooney for uh being on the show you are absolutely amazing uh jim thank you for supporting us linda thank you for for uh booking people all the way out until almost december will fly you got a show tomorrow right with shane is that still going on yes sir you can go to ppgshane.com and uh, 8 p.m eastern Come hang out with us. Matter of fact, uh, that's what the show's called, Paramotor Hangout. 
Awesome. Now is your time, Kyle, to let us know all of your dot coms, how to get up with you, and uh, anything, any any shout out to anybody, of course. This is all you, buddy. Yeah, no, for sure. Oneupadventures.com, flyproductsusa.com, paramotorprops.com. Um, you know, it's it's always cool to come on these shows and, and, and talk to people. Of course, you know, like right now it's, uh, I, I, I show, I text my dad, the, the show link and he was watching it. I text my wife, she was watching it. And of course I've been oh, messaging Todd on Facebook. You know, we, we chat back and forth. We talk all the time, but, um, no, we really appreciate it. And, uh, honestly, one thing I just want everybody to know, and, uh, you know, even those that come and rewatch it and watch till the end, um, you know, keep an eye out for your, uh, your fellow flyers. You know, we, we have a lot of people out there that, um, that need that guidance that need to stay safe. So, you know, I, I, business is one thing, but at the end of the day, we all love what we do and we all love to fly. So, um, you know, if you see your friend or your buddy or that, just that guy out there making bad choices and things like that, just don't be afraid to, to, to jump on them and, and, and tell them what, what needs to be said. You know, don't, don't be afraid to make an enemy because you're telling somebody to be safe. It's, it's okay. Um, you know, I, I wish more people would do that. So, um, there's been too many accidents and, uh, I want everybody to be safe and, uh, continue to fly. And 15 years from now, you know, somebody says that, um, I've had people come up to me and say, Hey, that one, you know, I have one person come up to me so far and say, Hey, that video you, you made that one time made me make better choices. So it's, it's good to see that. And that, that's kind of my message. I want to get out. I could throw business out there all day, but at the end of the day, fly safe and, uh, keep everybody else around you safe and have a good time. All right. Outstanding. Right. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. You're welcome back anytime, Kyle. Oh, much appreciated. Yeah. yeah you you want to hang out on Monday? Come on and jump in the chat, jump here, jump there, whatever, you know. Yeah, join us in join us on the panel. You're more than welcome to be a panel member. Well, you know, what everybody that's a panel member has been, you know, on the on the show as a guest, and you're more than welcome to jump on and be a panel member. If you awesome. wanna, you don't have to, but if you wanna. No, I appreciate that. I mean, when, when I get free time and when that second baby comes, I don't even know if I have time to fly. <laughs> I don't know how you are going to do this. I really don't. Uh, I got a very understanding wife. That is incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. No doubt. Yeah, I don't know where I found her, but you got to go find one there. Everyone yeah. needs to find one where I found her because it works out great. Well, Kyle, thank you so much again, buddy, for jumping on the show and being our guest. You're welcome back anytime. I'll definitely get up with you about that paramotor prop things we talked about earlier today. For sure. Uh, and uh, thank you for being a guest. We appreciate you, buddy. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Thanks, Kyle. Absolutely. Thank you. Good night, Kyle. Good night, guys. Good night. Jim, thank you for being a sponsor on the show. Thank you for everything you do, buddy. I definitely appreciate you. If you want to... Uh, uh, get your five minutes of fame and tell us all about your dot coms and how we can get up with you, bud. Hmm. Careppg.com is where you can see my paramotor shenanigans. And carepp.com is where you can connect with me for whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want printing related. And I'd love to help you out in that regard. <laughs> um. Kyle, you can leave anytime, buddy, or stay with us. You're more than welcome to hang with us as we say goodbye, everybody, or you can peace out. It's up to you, I buddy. I got you. I'm going to peace out. I got to get home and go to bed because I got to train. And yes. also, Todd messaged me and uh, told me to say 
hi to everybody and also go donate hi, to resurgence because i love todd and i give him a lot of crap but i love todd so yeah help, help the guy out we won't tell him you said that man don't worry no no, oh, no. he it's probably heard it super super <laughs> private no one will hear us this is just <laughs> between us all, all right, right have a good night guys i appreciate it all right. good night man thank you all right Gotta say, see you, Todd, on paraglidingtalk.com on Thursday night. <laughs> of course. You guys in the chat. <clears throat> Paragliding talk. My talk. voice is getting all So, Jim, what does PP stand for? Printing publishing. Ah, see, every time that I said I got to go PP, now I understand it's printing and publishing. Gee, see, I wish I would have known that as like when I was a kid. It's all so clear now. <laughs> It's clear. <laughs> so, so tell us more about uh, what what you can do for us, and uh, what you can do for people out there that need something printed. Uh, okay, let's see. You got decals. Tell you what, I had a story. Or I went through. I was going to the states, and I got stopped. You know, the border crossing. He, the guy he wanted to check my passport, and he wanted to know what I did, you know how they grill you for hours about all these different little tidbits. I and so finally he's like, so you're a printer. I'm like, yep. He's like, so what do you print? I'm like, Hmm. I put ink on paper and he's like, okay, but what do you print? I put ink on paper. Anyway, the conversation didn't go very well because I could never think what I printed. It's all ink on paper. Well, Just you always say that you can, print, you can print checks. And I'm like, hmm, printing checks. Ink so, on paper. So, uh, you know, print me a check that says, uh, you know, a million dollars. And I'll take that one, bud. That sounds good. Um, what about uh, tattoos? Those little removable tattoos or those? Yeah. Uh, do you do those? I mean, can you do like um a, like a ClearProp TV tattoos? I was thinking more along the lines of a Will Fly tattoo since I'm I came up with the question. You know, <laughs> <laughs> those are great questions. You know, I have never tried to do that or even done any research on it. So I'll look into it for you. Yeah, um, Jade from Paramotor Girl, um, she had those at one of the fly-ins. She was giving those away, the little, you know, um, paramotor people that were tattoos, temporary tattoos. Interesting. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah I don't see out. why not. It's just So now you paper. do ink on paper on skin. Mm. <laughs> and then vinyl stickers? Yes, definitely do vinyl stickers, do printed vinyl. Um yeah door hangers business cards what else Jeez. so when they go to carepp.com all they have to do is say that ppg grandpa sent you and you will hook them up yes you betcha awesome get them a discount too just for the fun of it i, I love that so if you need something done if you need stickers made go to carepp.com tell them that ppg grandpa sent you and Jim will hook you up with some maple syrup smelling stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Do you do scratch and sniff? I mean, that's something I'll scratch and stiff. You uh, pick the things uh, I've never looked into, but man, uh, you need to look into this stuff. Yeah, well, it's all ink and that you just it's just a process. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's just uh, some kind of a fragrance added in order to make it smell that way, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a printer, but 
you can yeah. hook us up. Tell us next next week. Who do we have next week, um, Linda? We have um, Avery. Avery, that's right. So he's gonna yeah, be talking gonna about be the. Good one. He's gonna be talking about those uh, Avery Express that you get from uh, China. They are the really small paramotors. I mean, the really small ones that people can fly if you're about a buck twenty-five. That's something Kyle should should try. Is flying one of those Avery Expresses. He's he's small enough to be able to do that. Yeah. One hundred twenty-five pounds. AliExpress, right? Alibaba. Is it AliExpress? Okay. Okay. I okay. Avery, you know, is Avery. Oh yeah, AliExpress, not Avery. AliExpress. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thank you. See, it's 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 late. It's Avery's tired. own company. Yeah, yeah Grandpa's <laughs> tired. One too many gummies. <laughs> no, I'm st- I'm still on this uh, Nyquil stuff. Matter of fact, I found the Nyquil honey. It tastes like. Honey, I swear to God, I could put this on my biscuits and be like, I'm honeying my biscuits. It's crazy. It's amazing. Is that like Jack yeah. Daniels, honey? <laughs> Don't do this, kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I mean, please, please, please tell me you don't cook the chicken in it. <gasps> I've heard about people cooking chicken in NyQuil. Please tell me you don't do that. Don't I have not. That. I have yeah yeah so it's apparently yeah. you know, one of those things are out there like 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 the um, like the Todd the pod like the Todd pods eating those things and people are cooking chicken in Nyquil yeah it's a well, as long as they don't put turkey thing. with it because holy Wait. crow you'd be out like you light. know I I never I didn't think about the Nyquil honey that they're using I I, I didn't even think about that I normally you know have the regular Nyquil but Nyquil honey and chicken they said. Um, NyQuil put out a statement saying that when you cook the NyQuil, you change it chemically and it can actually be a carcinogen. So, wow. Yeah. So don't, that's why, of course, that, yeah. Don't cook your NyQuil. Don't, don't, don't do that. That kind of, that freaks me out. So think about it. You have little ones there or you have pets, you know, it's just People like, are doing some uh, weird things. It started with that damn cinnamon uh, challenge way back in the day. You know, we eat like a, a thing of, uh, cinnamon you put a, a, a spoonful of powdered cinnamon in your mouth and try to swallow it people would go <clears throat> and breathe it on their lungs Ugh. oh i tell you the things that people Don't are do doing online home. for views my <laughs> goodness get a paramount and go fly and stop getting these weird views and stuff <laughs> and here we thought like doing the helium balloon thing was you know that that's was still like- fun Oh, that is fun, right? Still fun. Yeah, yeah. doing the only one. That's and now fun. look at everybody yeah. doing. That's, that's that's clean fun. Yeah, How much is. helium would it take for you to rise off the ground? <laughs> let's let's find out on our next podcast next yeah. Monday. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. Speaking about podcast, uh, we have a podcast tomorrow. Tell us a little bit about that, Mr. Will. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's Mark McElroy, Shane, and myself. We get together 8 p.m. Eastern, talk about paramotors and whatever else crosses our minds. Real kind of laid back show. So, yeah, come hang out with us. PPGShane.com. PPGShane.com. Also, uh, on then on Wednesday night, we have the, it used to be all girl podcast from Flying Flamingo Jade. You can find her at paramotorgirl.com. Uh, she's added in numerous people, including a, um astronaut, which reminds me, Linda, you got to book an astronaut. 
we we can't we can't have oh. Jade having the astronaut. We need. Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh! And then on Thursday. Oh Thursday! Funny you should ask. We got paraglidingchalk.com on Thursday night with your host, my awesome son Robert Michael. So uh, y'all gotta come hang out with us on Thursday night. We always have a good time. I always got great, great shows. All that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to that. And then you know you can watch Robert when he mutes me during the show when I get in the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> because I get so excited about things and he's like, Mom, Mom, I'm gonna have to mute you. <laughs> it happens. So sometimes I tell him, I promise I'll behave, really, I will. But you know how far that goes. So exactly. <laughs> but he loves me, so you know. <laughs> so he Someone. meets you nicely. I like that. That's that's good. <laughs> thank thank you for muting me nicely. Well, guys, thank you again uh, so much for being on the show and helping me in the background. Will Fly, thank you so much for doing the spinning wheel of winning things. Linda, thank you so much for booking people all the way up to um, to December already. And Jim, thank you so much for helping us uh, with stickers and all the things that you do for us and the sport. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for watching the show. This is Sean yes, Simons, PPG Grandpa. You can find me at ppggrandpa.com or or iflyparamotors.com. Matter of fact, search for PPG Grandpa Paramotor Podcast, and we are out there everywhere on your favorite podcasting app. Like I said, more people listen to us than watch us, probably because this right here is nothing really <laughs> worth looking at. So why watch me when you can hey, listen to me? Sean, don't go away like when you turn the live off because I I got I just got to ask you guys something before we all leave. Okay, I, that I, sounds good. All right. Me. Sometimes I have a question, and then you're like, "Okay, good night." <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, so we're we're gonna kill the uh, live show. Thank you again, yeah. guys. Uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we're gonna go to a private show, which apparently David is still listening to, so he's gonna listen to the private show too. Look, yeah. you. yep. you're welcome to hang with us next week. Hi, guys. Okay. All right. So we are going to go bye-bye with the recording. So bye-bye with the recording.